0: This Raver replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza.
1: 103.9 WRVI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Now, broadcasting from the Coach Raver corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Here is your host, Bryce Kendrick.
2: And welcome to a very special Boys Basketball sectional preview show on Coach's Corner delivered by the great folks here at Ison's Family Pizza. Our show is brought to you in part by Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick along with Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Good evening, I'm Bryce Kendrick and we have 10 area coaches on the show to talk to you tonight about their teams, the seasons they've had, and a look at the tournament which starts this week. To get things underway, we uh, have to start with the ace of the coaching ranks in his fourteenth year with Goldenberg, uh, Goldenberg, Oldenburg. He is Gary Ace Mormon. His Twisters will be playing in one A sectional sixty in southwestern Shelby. Good evening, coach, and welcome back to the show. That was a Freudian slip. There. Yes, it calling, was. it calling it Goldenberg. Goldenberg it absolutely, that's is. Right. the holy city is
3: Goldenberg. <laughs> Very well
2: done, clever. Yeah, well, you know, you know sometimes ac- good accidents happen. Absolutely, you know? that's what they said about me, but that's another story for another <laughs> That is, thing. it's a whole different show, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Coach, your team is coming in at five and fifteen. The last time you and I had a chance to talk, um, there was a little bit of excitement in your voice because the team is getting healthy, and you had
3: a little bit of success down the stretch. Absolutely, playing our best basketball uh, the last four games of the year, and uh, we're really, really excited about this week. And uh, played extremely well last week against uh, South Decatur. Really up tempo. A team that should really make a lot of noise in their 2A sectional, and then against Lawrenceburg, who really is a formidable foe physically and uh, played great against them. It was anybody's game all the way down to the last 15 seconds of the game. Uh, we had to foul. We were down one, had to foul. They ended up winning 37-32, but uh, great basketball game, and uh, that was following a week where we played extremely well at Hauser and Rushville, so we're very excited and looking forward to this week. Well, let's talk about the
2: two games that you just re- referenced first, because you had you played against two teams that certainly can score the basketball, and, and they do it a little bit uh, differently. Uh, South Dakota has got a tremendous one-two punch. Lawrenceburg has some night size plus some outside shooters. What was what was the difference in those two, two opponents when you
3: when you faced them? Well, South Decatur is a game that uh, we led at one point thirty to twenty-one late in the first half, and uh, they get a basket and then uh, made a shot, a half-court shot, three uh, right before the half. To, to cut it down to 30 to 26 and mm-hmm. eventually took the lead in the second half and they're a real high risk high reward yeah. team you know really fun team to watch I don't know that they're that fun to watch when you're sitting this, in the seat <laughs> that I was in but um, they have a tremendous player in uh, Johnson who is a uh, just a, one of the best, if not the best, individual player in southeastern right. Indiana. Really high scoring player, and we held him down for the longest time. He ended up getting 29. I saw where he got 37 the other night in their last game. Right. And uh, he's been as high as 54, I believe, in one game in his senior night ball game. Um, but uh, then, and I, we did a really, really good job on them defensively, but they just keep so much pressure on you, and they got us into a situation where we turned the ball over a couple. Times and had a little run and took the lead. And, and uh, just like the game against Lawrenceburg, we had to foul late, which kind of right. uh, two games that were really anybody's game. The final score, you know, uh, you, you've seen millions of basketball games. Sometimes you can end up losing by two or three, where you're really behind, well, was really more of a 10 point game. Right. And conversely, there's times where you end up losing by five or ten, and it's a really one or two point game. And that's what it was against South Decatur and Lawrenceburg. Both those games could. Have gone either way. Uh, but uh, they made free throws down the stretch to uh, pull it uh, pull away from us a little bit. Lawrenceburg, on the other hand, really big, powerful team. That's got to be a tough matchup. 6'8", six, 6'5", six, up front, and, right. and six five is bulky, and he's going to Notre Dame, by that's the way. That's right. And then two <laughs> college football playing guards who are extremely yeah. athletic. And and they are, you know, that's a team. That's a live underdog there at Connorsville. They got a good draw, and they could physically bang with anybody in that tournament. Right. And uh, there's a great basketball game. We had the lead late in the fourth quarter. Uh, they ended up take a, taking taking the lead in the final minute, and and uh, we we missed and, and then had to foul late, but uh, it was an outstanding performance. Gave us a lot of confidence to be able to hold a team like that down to 37 points. No question. So, South Decatur and Lawrenceburg, the two the two teams you didn't
2: get. You right. got the two before that, though, with Hauser and Rushville, and that snapped a, a pretty significant losing streak, and, and again, it comes back to your guys getting healthy and having everybody out there on the floor. What impressed you most about your team and the victories both at Hauser
3: and at Rushville? Well, we shot the ball better than we had. Uh, Really been our Achilles' heel all year is we have just not been able to score the basketball that well. We've been really consistent defensively as we really have over the years, but we've gone through some stretches where we just haven't shot particularly well. Right. And uh, in that particular week, we shot better than we had before, and and that's what it's going to come to down to this week. If we can shoot uh, uh, the ball reasonably well, we will be a factor this week, to be sure. As you take on southwestern
2: Shelbyville, the host Spartans. Um, you didn't have them during the regular season, so correct. What do you know about?
3: Well, they have real. They're they are like the opposite of Lawrenceburg. They're a very perimeter-oriented team. They don't have a lot of size, but they have three really good guards. Very slippery. Very good finishers. Shoot the ball well, and uh, uh, they will be quite a quite a. Task to control these three guards. Uh, High scoring guys shoot well, can take it to the basket so they're they're very clever ball handlers and they will be quite a challenge. Outside of obviously putting the ball in the basket and you hope your team does come
2: out and have a good shooting night up there at the Spartan
3: Gymnasium, uh, what else is
2: it going to take to knock off Southwestern?
3: Well, I do think that we have the advantage inside. We're a little bigger than them, a little bulkier. They certainly have a quickness advantage over us so we need to turn the game into a kind of a slug it out, half court battle like the Lawrenceburg game. We can't let the game to be like the South Decatur game where it's just very run and gun, very loose, because in the open floor, they're going to have an advantage over us. Right. In the half court, I think we should have a, an advantage. Uh, you know, I think they're going to have a hard time scoring against all five of us, mm-hmm. um, and I think that we have an opportunity to get some things done inside against them uh, at the half court. Uh, as I said, if it's going to be a real loose kind of a fun AAU, <laughs> style game that favors them. If it's a slugfest like the Lawrenceburg game, that favors us. As you
2: uh, as you put your boys on the floor uh, against southwestern Shelby, I mean, every team has a player or two that they that they kind of hang their hat on and they kind of lean on a little bit. But oftentimes, when you get to the postseason, it is somebody that you don't expect that needs to come up and step
3: up big in order for you to have success. Who might they? Who might that be for you? Well, that could be any number of players for us. Um, we have quite a few guys that average all uh, six or seven points, but the guy who averages 12 for us is C.J. Grody. Right. We do anticipate that they'll make it a little bit difficult for him to get open shots, but uh, we have a number of guys who are capable under the right circumstances that could step up and help us out. Uh and, um, you know, I think all of our other four starters are very capable of doing that. Uh, Schumann, Mormon, Streeter, and Follop all capable. We have Cornelius and Stanger coming off the bench. Uh, and any one of those uh, six guys are capable of having the game that could get us over the hump. And then we need CJ to, to knock down some open shots. As uh, you pair up with Southwestern Shelby, as you and I were talking before we started, this is a matchup of a couple of uh, back-to-back champions. That's right. We won it two years ago, didn't get it to go on to the regional, and then they won it last year. Um, actually, between the two of us, we've won it four of the last eight years in, in uh, sectional 60. So both both the programs have had some success during that period of time. And, um, of course, they're the host school uh, not always prior to prior to i think they've hosted at the last four prior to that it was at south decatur right uh but um they are very difficult to defeat on their floor it's a unique uh place to play in that it has uh, seating around three sides right and Un- unlike the spartan bowl or memorial uh at rushville where it's around all four sides or most gyms where we have it on just two sides right, right? so it's it on three sides and then one yeah the staged in the staged in yes. right so it is very unique, and we went over there to shoot on uh, Friday. It is very unique for those players that have not been there before, and um, it is a decided advantage for them uh, just f- by being familiar with the surroundings. But uh, we, we hope all that dissipates very quickly. Yeah.
2: Well, if you get laps, you don't have to worry about sight lines, right? That is
3: correct. <laughs> yes, we'd like to make some of those labs, too. Coach, uh, I
2: really appreciate you joining us tonight. Best wishes to you uh, this week, and thanks again, and, and good luck as you take on the
3: host Spartans of Southwestern on Wednesday around 730. That's right. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate everything WRBI does. And, of course, want to say hello to Coach Raver, who will have great seat for all these sectional games tonight. Best and seat in the house. That's right.
2: Coach, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was Oldenburg Coach Gary Mormon. After a short break, we'll dip into 3A Sectional 29 for the first time when Batesville's Aaron Garrett will join me. You're listening to Coach's Corner's Boys Basketball Sectional Preview Show on Country 103.9 WRBI.
4: Oh, my. That's a big pretzel.
0: I've heard that a lot lately. See swicing from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville.
5: Back to
1: more Coaches Corner, delivered by
5: Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI.
2: And we are just getting started with our boys basketball sectional preview show on Coach's Corner from Myson's Family Pizza on WRBI. Our show is brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Thanks to Oldenburg's Gary Mormon who opened the show with me. We take our first look now into 3A sectional 29 at Connorsville as we bring in 14th year head
6: coach of the Batesville Bulldogs. He is Coach Aaron Garrett. Coach, good evening and welcome back to Coach's Corner. Hey, Bryce. Glad to be here. And I want to start with this. What you guys put off last week in terms of the, co- the show to honor Coach Raber and how quickly you turned things around and got people on air—I've had plenty of people tell me how much they appreciate it and enjoyed it. So I want to express that to you. Well, I appreciate Job it. Well done by, by you and all those who helped you. It was quite the show last week. It was.
2: Uh, it was. I don't want to say fun, mm-hmm. um, but I want to say it. Uh, it was memorable. The stories are fun, and uh, and it you know it, it felt like we we did Coach right. Yep, agreed. I just uh, the my only my only regret is that we couldn't have a hundred other guests on there mm-hmm. because I would love to hear some of the same types of stories. And as I've I, I told other people that I think if we had a hundred people in the room and we talked to him, you would have you would have heard the same thing with each and every person. But the stories would have been a little bit different, you 100%. know. And it's a, just a just a great great guy. And uh, uh, I saw you at the visitation on Sunday, and I know his funeral was today. And I know Coach is listening in on the show right now. So uh, it's good to have him along for the Ride, so yes, to speak um we've got uh, boys basketball to talk about with the batesville bulldogs now and uh, coach uh, your team uh, heading into this you, you picked up a win over morristown in your final game of the regular season or uh, morristown and shelbyville picking up two victories to uh, close out the season at 10 and 12 talk about about the victories over morristown and shelbyville
6: Pretty pleased. Uh, Morristown, we overpowered them. They're they're a team that that have some deficiencies in terms of their best player not being able to play this year, right? And some youth, but they, they played hard. But our guys, we, we played up to our abilities mm-hmm. and our our scout, which was good to see. And then I always liked that game. Shellyville's twenty point per game score went down, right? But as often happens in that case, the next game they've got they've got two juniors, two sorry, two seniors that stepped up. And they drilled us for nine threes. So given a, had given us a look in our zone. We because we've been limiting teams to two threes, three threes, four threes. Right. They drilled us for nine, and we kept getting up to eight points, ten points, and they'd come back. And it got us close within one in the fourth. But our team never relinquished the lead. So as you get ready to go into a tournament, I'd rather had that game where you have to execute, get some, make some plays in, on both ends of the court as as the game progresses towards the end. Right. And quite frankly, instead of winning by 12 or 15, and you don't get those crunch time possessions. All right. So to defend high-caliber shooters, cleaning up some of those rebounds at the times they did miss, but then going down and executing some set plays to get the ball where we want it to be, and then some extra plays made. Mm-hmm. Right? So I feel really good about the Bulldogs going in the tournament. The fact that the boys have gotten to 10 wins with all we went through this year, proud of them. I think our record would be different if we were if we were whole all year, but a lot of teams can say that. Yeah. So. We we've learned a lot of things. We we've, we've sharpened a lot of things, and we're we're ready to play Wednesday night. As
2: uh, you brought the gang back together, together, back together so to speak, and and you saw what this team could do collectively with everybody on the floor, uh, were there any surprises? Because it took you a while to kind of get everybody together.
6: It did, and there's been surprises. Um, off Jack Gronkmeyer, who's a sophomore starting for us, he was playing JV through three fourths of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Johnson, another sophomore, has bounced in and out of the starting lineup, but he's a uh, just a, a really good player in terms of the sense of the game but he can really really shoot it he's right. still around that 45 to 46 percent mark from three mm-hmm. so two of sophomores for example now cole pride's a junior but he's he's the uh, i've got some sophomores older than him right so he, he's very young for a junior and his season has went like most sophomores would in terms of some growing pains literally and figuratively but he is really anchoring our defense now and then you throw Kate Kaiser in the mix. So those are our youngsters. And Kate's maybe our best athlete overall. But our seniors are our bedrocks right. in terms of just how they've handled themselves, how they've played. There's no jealousy. And if obviously, I, I challenge them the, with this all the time. Can you can you compete like crazy for minutes but then be a good teammate when somebody else is getting those minutes you desire? Right. And that's our seniors to a T. And we've had several of them in and out of the starting lineup. And I'm so, so proud of our seniors in terms of what they've done in, in their different capacities. And and if we are able to win next week and have a magical week, it's going to absolutely be because our seniors lead us. And, and the, the top two, obviously, that make us go, or the two we, that we had hurt throughout the year, is Cole Wernert at point-card position and Thomas Raver. Just doing a little bit of everything for us on the offensive and defensive end, with the scoring, his rebounding, and those two have the most experience, yeah. right? So it makes sense that they'll be the two that to lead us this week, and I'm happy to watch him do so. Raver has a high motor. He does. <laughs> he can. Um, he's long. He's want, now he's gotten healthy. He's he and Case and Hughes are jumping really well. All of a sudden, we've got all these guys that can they can almost, they can dunk now. Um, <laughs> so it's just a fun to see the different guys come together. And, Bryce, I will say this about this group. Not that there hasn't been crucial conversations through the year. We've had plenty of those moments that are that are pivoting moments. Right. right? Inflection points in your season. That's always going to happen. Right. I had this young man playing for me. It happens. That's what happens when a family cares about each other. Right. Right. And, then you want to, and this group wants to be successful. So it's been a great season. I think they've represented Batesville High School really, really well. And I can't wait to see them in front of a it's gonna be a packed talisman's night. It literally will be a full capacity crowd. I'm just pumped for these guys to to play in that atmosphere too. Well we were up there
2: for the Connorsville Franklin County. I was sold out. Just two teams in there and the place was packed. Yep. I, I can't imagine. Uh, I mean it's it's it, it and it's so it's so nice to see because we went so long with empty seats or just we'll a, take a for oh my <laughs> gosh and it is I mean it is a pleasure to be in that type of yeah. environment and you know I would give anything as a player to be able to play in a facility like that in front of a full house and your kids are going to get to do that on Wednesday
6: night yeah That's it's incredible. gonna be awesome and the opponent we have on Wednesday night, the Wildcats, they're having a record season. Coach Foster has, has led them really, really well in his first year. So we have our hands full. Um, arguably, I'd say you could you could make the argument that Franklin County has the best overall talent of any of the teams. Now there's some teams with more experience, some teams with different schemes, some teams with more explosive individual players. Right. The Cox is a thousand point scorer. Erdo can light you up in any moment. Bolos and Stokes yeah, the other two that really make them go, and they're five, six, and seven guys. You have to you have to defend and honor them. So we got some things in to, to maybe slow them down a little bit. I, I, our zone, we put a lot of confidence and faith in our zone. I think it'll help us. And offensively, can we handle their pressure, withstand their pressure, and, and get the looks that we want by the guys we want taking those shots? Right. And I think that'll be our recipe because they are recipe for success. Because Franklin County, when we play down at their place, their athleticism literally jumps out at you. Right. And they blocked a couple of our early, early shots. But our kids handle themselves really well. And that game was close until the end, and that was one of the games that was um, when Thomas was out. Right. We got called back, but then Thomas went down. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to face them with our full complement of players. And if we can get it done, we will have to have played really, really well. And if we can't get it done, I can promise you that we would we have played really, really hard because the guys are ready. We've done our work. They've done their work. And now it's, it's time to look at it on the floor and see what happens. What's the biggest intangible? I think it's got to be two things. we got to handle their pressure. And we got to close out possessions with rebounds. Because mm-hmm. whenever you're playing a zone, we have rebounded pretty well out of our zone. Um, but they are athletic and strong and physical. Right. So we've got to take care of that defensive backboard. So if we give them more looks, that's not going to go well for us.
2: Yeah, they got you by eight on the glass uh, the first go-around. And uh, you're talking about uh, their ability to score, the weapons that they have. They hit 53% from the floor. You didn't have a full complement of players and, and you know sh- shot uh, 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 a not-so-friendly
6: 28%. So that, that's
2: uh, that's a tough thing to overcome when you're not putting the ball in the
6: basket. Knock on this wooden table here. We we have <laughs> been shooting it better, um, and we'll have to. You right. talk about intangible. And we can't. Yeah. so I told the guys, even as we go into this week, visualize success, expect success. And if it's, if it's the right shot for you and for our team, the guys should know that by now. Yeah. We had that discussion. Take it, right? And take it with confidence. Um, Cody Moore flashed in my mind. Cody is, is just a good, good shooter. Yep, he, he may struggle in a game, but if you leave him open, he may very well hit five on you as well. So he's he's a guy, and he's, he's just battled really well. He's gotten, so he got some offensive rebounds for us in Shellyville that were critical. So just to see a kid like that grow, so Bryce, my hope always is for the guys just to, yeah, you know they're going to put their best foot forward from a, from, a, from an energy and sure. effort standpoint and representation standpoint, but the Bulldogs have been searching all year for us to be all on the same page on the same night, mm-hmm. and my friend, if that happens, it would shock the state, but we can win this sectional if that happens, yep. and and even it, against a tough competition, if we're all playing well on the same night. The Bulldogs can absolutely pull this off. It is uh it's a monster sectional. It really,
2: really is. And if you are a fan of the sport, um, that would be uh, some nights nice where you, you buy the you buy the season ticket and you go up there and watch every single game up there because it's gonna be a whole lot of fun.
6: And I think I've shared this with you if not, but I, it's a conference sectional. In our conference, the last thing I saw, we had the number two winning percentage in yes. the state outside of conference. Mm-hmm. You got good coaches. You got good coaches, experienced players, exciting individual players. So yeah, there won't be I can't see there being very many Gyms in the state of Indiana with five thousand plus people, and I think, I think it'll be Wednesday night. I think it'll be Friday night. And it's a matter of who's playing Saturday. Yeah, I think Wednesday and Friday. I think you'll see the capacity of fifty three hundred there. Coach, it's uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Um... We look forward
2: to seeing you again on Wednesday night in Connersville when we have your game with Franklin County. That'll be the second game of the Spartan Bowl. That'll start around 7.30, and uh, I don't know how much you're going to get a watch of that first one because I know your mind's going to be focused on Franklin County, but uh, uh, the game that's in front of you is going to be a pretty good one, too, between Greensburg
6: and Connersville. We'll be there for the tip. We'll be scouting it, and as a fan, like you said, not only will we be scouting it, but just as a fan of basketball, we'll be enjoying it. Bryce, take care Luke Williams here. Yeah, Coach we'll Williams for Milan. He's a regional championship shot hero for Batesville basketball. And on a serious note, um, definitely still praying and hoping the best for, for Lisa Combs as she yes. continues to battle back to full health. And just think the world of, of Coach Combs and... Mm-hmm. Coach Williams has stepped in and done an admirable job and, and really reflected what, what Coach Combs has built at Milan, how things should be done. But definitely hoping that least that is able to turn this health corner soon. Well, they are good people, that's for sure. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you. Good luck. That is uh, Batesville coach Aaron Garrett. We'll
2: take a very short time out. When we come back, it will be Mylan's Luke Williams. You're listening to Coach's Corner, Boys Basketball Sectional Preview Show on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: Oh, my. <sighs> That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish Hogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville.
5: Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. Yeah, I want to thank all of our guests. Thank all of our sponsors. Thank Eisen's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI.
2: We roll on with our Boys Basketball sectional preview show from Eisen's Family Pizza. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Coach's Corner is also brought to you by Gehring's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Uh, Let's jump over to 2A Sectional 44, hosted by South Ripley. Joining me for the first time is Mylan Assistant Coach Luke Williams. And uh, as you heard Coach Garrett say just before the break, Luke has taken over as head coach uh, uh, for Randy Combs, who unfortunately had to step aside. He has been with his wife, Lisa, who has been battling some health issues, and our thoughts and prayers are certainly with coach combs and his wife lisa good good people and we wish them the very best and uh, coach williams welcome for, uh, to the show for the first time and i know you echo those sentiments about coach combs and his wife lisa
7: absolutely uh, thanks for having me bryce um you know we're keeping coach combs uh lisa and the rest of the family and our thoughts prayers uh, obviously, won nothing for the, but the best. Uh, hope, hopefully, a full recovery for her.
2: All right. Now, before Coach uh, Garrett stepped aside, he threw out a little nugget there, which I have to ask about now. A championship shot. Take me back. What year was it? How did it happen?
7: Uh, so 2011, uh, my senior year, uh, playing for Batesville, um, we were playing Indianapolis Roncalli in the regional final, um, and hit, yes, they hit a last-second shot uh, to send us in the semi-state, where we unfortunately ran into Cody Zeller in Washington. Right.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah.
7: <laughs> now was that? Now I'm, I'm trying to
2: remember. Was that the base? Was that the
7: baseline shot that was hit? Uh. Y- yeah baseline shot okay uh, got got the ball made a little move hit finished it on the left <laughs>
2: right okay i
7: remember that i
2: remember that um let's talk a little mile in indian basketball here um you know i know i know the wins are not are not on the slate right now the team's coming in at 2 and 18 but i've told i've told a few people this i think there's something going on right now with this team that's got the indians pointed in the right direction do you feel that
7: oh i 100 percent agree um and just want to throw that out there. Technically, we do have three wins because okay. uh, Mitchell. We played them early on in the season in a holiday tournament. Unfortunately for them, they had a uh, situation where a player was ineligible, ah. so they had the forfeit games from there on. Uh, but yeah, three wins. Uh, Mitchell. The technically the gotcha. forfeit. Switzerland County and Shaw. Uh, but yeah, the you know, it, it, even though the the wins have not been there like we had hoped. Right. Uh, the boys they come to work every day right uh, the attitude has been good uh they, the morale's been you know it, it's, it's there and they are they're working hard every day take me through
2: your victory against uh, shaw that was you know the of the three wins that you have two of them came against conference opponent you had switzerland county at the end of uh, uh january but um, um i guess more prevalent because of the timing of the win it was against shaw back on february 22nd you get the Hilltoppers toppers by 11
7: it was it was a good win for us on senior night um you know, it, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely was a struggle. Uh, you know, Shaw had the lead most of the game, right? Uh, and luckily for us, uh, in the fourth quarter, we got things going, uh, and we're able to pull it out, and we got to send our seniors out uh, in their last home game with a victory
2: fantastic and then after that uh, you end up taking on union county you go up to liberty uh to play uh the uh, patriots and uh that was a game where you really kind of had to pull things together there at the last minute which you know to your team's credit got it done and got the game to overtime absolutely
7: um you know we it was a back and forth game to start uh we actually had the lead at half and then they came out in the third quarter played very well was able to take the lead and you know Final minute, we finally got things going. Uh, Caden Yorn, Ben Reilly hit some big shots for us. Mm-hmm. Got the, we got the the tie and went to overtime, and then just he kind of got away from us there. But that's kind of been our story all year. We're we're always there. We're right there. We just need to do a few other things just right. to finally get over the hump. Well, we, we hear the coach speak
2: so often. It's a 32-minute game, and, and not counting it, you know, of course, the overtime segment right there. But, uh, you know, 32 minutes of basketball, the team has to play well, and sometimes you can go back and look at a two- or three-minute stretch, which turns out to be the difference in the ballgame. Absolutely. So um, the last two games against Shaw and Union County, what has this team done well?
7: One thing we have done well, one thing I've been impressed with, is our shooting. And mm-hmm. that was starting, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh that was a struggle for us. Um but lately we have been shooting ball very well. Uh and you know hopefully we are able to continue that as we go into sectional play. As uh you look at some of the personnel on
2: on the team this year, uh Caden Yorn is uh, averaging right at 9 points a game, Ben Reilly is at 11. Um uh, uh, Rainier is at nine and a half. Uh, Hartman is eight and a half. So you have multiple contributions. It's not like you have one person necessarily that is carrying this team. You've got pretty good balance.
7: Absolutely, uh, and they all they all work well together. Um, you know, Ben being the leading scorer as a sophomore, but you know we have our senior leaders and MJ and Caden. Uh, uh, Landon Morgan's been able to contribute as well. Mm-hmm. Colkenet Cole tr- contributes off the bench, even though he doesn't see the most minutes. Right, uh, it, it it is it's spread out. That's spread out and it's kind of just been you know anybody's night you know it's not been like one guy takes it all over and we they, they come together and they play as a team as uh, you look on the other side of the coin and you talk about what the team has done
2: well when your team has struggled and outside of you know maybe it comes down to like just a short stretch in the game where things kind of fall apart is it something consistent that this team doesn't do or is it kind of varied from game to game
7: it's kind of varied um but one thing we have Really struggled with is the turnovers. Um, you know, we uh, do a better job taking care of the ball. Um, and I think if we do that, you know, a lot of those wins or a lot of those losses, excuse me, that were close early on in the year
6: mm-hmm.
7: they end up going our way. So, I mean, you know, we take care of the ball. I mean, we can play with anybody. What do you think is the biggest strength of your team? Biggest strength of the team, I would say that they like each other. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, even like I like said before, even though we haven't had the, the wins, uh, you know, if they didn't like each other, they didn't like being around each other, this season would be unbearable. Right. Uh, and, you know, they get along, they come together, um, and they know when to get serious. Um, and, you know, I, I think overall that was probably our biggest strength. Yeah. Now, for you personally, I mean,
2: this is this is a difficult situation to step into. And, you know, Coach Combs has been doing this for a long time. He's uh, in his 18th year, and, you know, I've, I've said he's older than dirt. Uh, <laughs> a Great guy. I love Randy. Right. Um, but uh, when he when he came to you and he had that conversation, he said, Luke, I need to step aside. What was that conversation like?
7: It, uh, it was, I mean, not the – not to say it wasn't at least somewhat expected, but still a shock. Right. Uh, the, I mean, the boys love Coach. Yeah. They love Coach Combs, and they hate that he's not able to be there. Um, but you know, he he has faith in us. He has faith in me. Uh, he has faith in our other coaches: Travis Butt, uh, Ethan Voss, uh, Travis Rorick's been helping us out. Uh, and you know, he knew he knew he was leaving the team in good hands. Right. As uh, you take on North Decatur,
2: um, go back and. Uh, you know, it's it's not a team that you had faced during the regular season, so, uh, but, you know, obviously, it being a conference team, I'm sure you've been paying paying attention to the Chargers. Tell us about, tell us what you know about PJ Metz's crew.
7: Right. We were supposed to play them, and then weather got in the way, and so we weren't able to make it up. But yes, a uh, very, very, uh, very good team. Uh, they have very uh, solid players like uh, Lance Nobby, Caden Muckerhide, uh, Carson Palmer, uh, and they're, I mean, it's going to be a challenge for us. Yeah. All right. They're, I mean, um, you know, they are very good at getting to the rim, lob, Nobby's a beast down low. Um, you know, it, it it'll be a struggle. Um, but a a team that we can definitely compete with. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've told the boys, hey, sexual time, anything can happen. Everybody enters with a 0-0 zero zero record.
2: I'm not going to ask what your f- most favorable matchup is cuz that kind of tips your hand a little bit, but I want to ask, what do you think is the most interesting matchup that's going to be out on the floor when you when you guys get together with the Chargers?
7: Uh, Interesting matchup for us will be, um, you know, Caden Muckerhide versus Ben Reilly for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both very quick players. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, kind of whose speed wins out there, I guess. Right. (laughs) Um, there's always uh, intangibles that factor into,
2: uh, into the sectional. There's things that you know uh, that you do well. There's the things that, uh, that you know you struggle with. What is, what is one thing that's an intangible that your team has to do well in order for you to beat the Chargers?
7: We have to exceed their energy level. They play very hard. They crash the boards very hard. They are going after all loose balls, all the rebounds. So we are going to have to get our bodies into them, get a block out, uh, and get the boards, limit their second-chance points. Um, and I think if we do that, we can end up being successful. Well, uh, Coach, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. We look forward to
2: broadcasting your game uh, at South Ripley when you take on North Decatur. It's uh, scheduled for a 6.30 tip-off, the only game in town in Versailles on Tuesday night, and we'll be on around 6.10. Looking forward to it, and we wish you all the best this week. Appreciate it, Bryce. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Good to have uh, Luke Williams on the show. He's the Milan assistant coach and, again, filling in for Coach Randy Combs. And, again, we wish all the best to uh, Randy's wife, Lisa, and the Combs family as uh, they continue to uh, uh, deal with the uh, health situation of Lisa. Coach and Lisa, we are thinking of you. Uh, Let's pause for just a moment. When we come back, we'll be joined by Jackson Dell's Clint Bowman. You're listening to our Coach's Corner Boys Basketball sectional preview show on Country 103.9 WRBI.
5: You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Eisen's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI.
2: Oh, it's great to hear Coach Raver joining us tonight in his own very special way, Coach Ron Raver, the longtime host of Coach's Corner here on Country 103.9 WRBI and I'm sure he is enjoying uh, the show tonight. He has the best seat in the house and I'm sure he has the best sound system uh, that uh, anybody could possibly uh, want. Uh, this is a very special edition of Coach's Corner tonight on uh, Country 103.9 WRBI. It's our boys basketball sectional preview show from Ison's Family Pizza. I'm Bryce Kendrick, Coach's Corner brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Thanks to Milan's Luke Williams, who talked about the Indians in the prior segment. Uh, we stay within Ripley County for our next guest, but switch uh, switch from Class 2A44 to 1A Sectional 60. The second-year head coach of the Jacksonville Eagles, Clint Bowman. Coach, welcome back to Coach's Corner.
8: Good to see you, Bryce. Can't believe it's sectional time already. I know,
2: and we're going to talk a, a lot about sectional basketball here in just a minute, but your team comes in at 17-5. And this team has had uh, a lot of things to smile about here in the uh, 2021-22 season. Uh, congratulations on a great
8: year. Thank you. It's been uh, been a pretty good ride. We you know, we had some pr- pretty lofty goals at the uh, beginning of the year. And, you know, even going all the way back to last year and, uh, We'd be able to check a few of those off, and we got a couple more to go. I hope.
2: Well, let's talk about the boxes you've checked so far. Uh, let's go back to uh, early January with the Ripley County tournament. Uh, you get Milan in the first game, 65-53, and then uh, beat Batesville in the championship in the dog pound at their place, fifty-eight forty-six, to bring the title back to Oscar.
8: Yeah, it had been since two thousand seven, um, which you know is hard to believe. You know some of the great teams that we've had. You know since then, uh, I couldn't believe that. And you're <laughs> the one that brought it to my attention. I was like. Wow, that is true. Yeah, And that just tells you how hard that, that tournament is how competitive it is. You know, when you've won a, a state championship more recently than you've won the Ripley <laughs> County Tournament. Um, it, you know, it just shows you how good, uh, you know, South Ripley, Milan, and Batesville have been. So, yeah, um, yeah that was a really special night. And, and uh, we kind of used that to, to carry us into the second half of the season.
2: Yeah, well, the second half of the season, that was where the bulk of your conference games were. You did play Southwestern Hanover, uh, really, and that was that was a critical game in in mid December. Uh, you get the win at their place down at Southwestern, sixty four fifty six, and that was really kind of the springboard to get your uh, conference season started.
8: Yeah, we knew that we you know, we had to win that game, you know, to win the conference. We felt um, they're they're really good. Um, you know, and then and then we had a big, almost three week break there after that game. So right. you know, they, we put a little more pressure on us to to go into the Christmas break with a win. Um, and, you know, and then once we got that one, we knew that uh, you know most likely that if we handled our business, the next big one would be the last game of the year against South Ripley. Right. So um, yeah, it was good to get that one early, and then you know just having all these conference games backloaded was kind of it was just kind of a challenge. You know, you're, you're looking at the, the conference standings, and it's like here we are, we're two and zero. And it's like uh, you know the the end of February, so yeah. it was good to finally get 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 the conference games in and and to capture that uh, title. Uh, that was the first time since 2011 that we were able to win the ORVC. so that was another big goal, and uh, was able to. to, to Check that one off the other night.
2: We're going to talk about the South Ripley game in just a second, but you and I had a chance to talk a little bit uh, about the game against Covenant Christian, and, and that was that was the type of game that uh, I think really helps get you ready ready for a sectional. It uh, was certainly a, a crutch time situation. You had to go overtime to get it done, and your boys did pick up the win.
8: Yeah, it ended up working out you know re- really well for us. We had lost the game due to the weather, and uh, you know to to their credit, they were the only team in the state that was willing to come down to Osgood and play us. Um, so uh, just to get that, you know, the Indianapolis teams—they just—they're just, just going to be a little more physical. They're going to be a little more athletic. Um, and you know, we had a hard time adjusting to the speed of the game there at the beginning. We got down seventeen to four. Um, we were, you know, passes that had been there in the previous couple games just weren't there. You know, the windows were closing, all you know, awful quick. And right. and uh, you know, once we adjusted to the speed, you know, we we were able to chip away. And you know, we were only down three and a half, and we felt really, really lucky to be only down three and a half. And uh, hit, uh, had a couple kids. You know, Devin Grease have stepped up and hit two just huge threes when uh, Wyatt and Caleb were getting all the attention. And and then in uh, overtime, Wyatt, it was just the Wyatt Day show. He took over, and <laughs> he scored all six of our points. And, and uh, we were able to hold the ball the last minute of the, of the overtime and run the clock all the way down. And we just kind of, you know, sometimes – uh, you, as a coach, you, you just say, hey, everybody, get out of the way. Let's let Wyatt cook here a little bit. and He uh, he, he just kind of broke his guy down, pulled up at the, about 16-footer and buried it. So, um, yeah, we had, to, then we had to survive another last-second shot. So, uh, yeah, it was a great game. Um, exactly the type of game, the, a team you want to beat, um, you know, going into the sectional. Um, and I think that really helped us, you know, for Saturday's game against South Ripley, too. Well,
2: let's talk about the Raiders now, because, uh, you know, one thing that was really kind of consistent in some of your more recent games is that we got off to a slow start. We got <laughs> off to a slow start. We got off to a slow start. That did not happen against South Ripley. You made the first five from the floor and you had South Ripley in a 10 nothing hole right out of the gate.
8: Yeah, that was it. Was it was good to see that? You know, I, I I thought if we had if we had a good start to the game that we could really you know pull away mm-hmm. and take control of the game and and that just didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> it was I think it was ten nothing then ten to ten. I think so. Um, you know that we knew you know especially playing at South Ripley and and uh, you know they have three seniors in the starting lineup and mm-hmm. we knew they weren't going any, anywhere and uh, uh, but yes, it was very nice to uh, not be down and. Trying to figure out when I'm going to call that first timeout. Very reluctantly.
2: <laughs> well, you, you you got off to that fast start, and South Ripley did make its run, and Nick Shorty was a big part of that. He had 16 points at halftime. Uh, he had four bombs on that night, uh, or just in the in the first half. And uh, you knew the Raiders were going to come back and make a run at you, and and they did. It ended up being 26-26 uh, at half Yeah, they
8: they took the lead there, and, and we were able to tie it at half. And right, yeah. And, uh, Nick is he's a really good player. He can play inside out. And, we you know we front the post. That's just how we're going to play defense. And our help help side on the back was just not there. And so, but he, he was just catching it, and laying it in, and, and uh, you know, so we had to adjust. We you know we had to, we moved Caleb onto him there in the second half and just played behind him. And and um, you know, I don't know if that was our defensive adjustment or just the way the game went, but right, um, he, we were able to limit him a little bit there in the second half. And and uh, you know, we hit hit a few shots and kind of took control of the game and kept it at arm's length and until the very end when we we hit some free throws it you know it wasn't really a nine-point game it was probably about a four-point yeah. game and uh, you know that justin sweeney had hit uh, hit, the, hit the biggest shot you know with two, yeah. uh, two minutes ago and two minutes ago and up four we have the ball and, and we have a have Wyatt Day on our team who could he could dribble around in circles all night and nobody's ever going to catch him and uh, we swung the ball around and justin caught it and and just shot it with confidence and buried it. And yeah. I, you know, once I got the seven, that that really sealed the game. But uh, that was like a no, 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 yes yeah. shot. <laughs> and yeah, uh, you know, but I I tried to instill confidence in those guys. You know, I yeah. I told them, uh, you know, all last summer and all year that you're going to get open shots and you have to shoot it. You know, first play of the game uh, they, they came out a little triangle too and trying to take White and Caleb out and Matt Dickman catches it in the corner and there's no one within 20 feet of him and he kind of looked around shrugged his shoulders and he goes, well, I guess I got to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was just a big shot to get us going And and, you know, and that's what we've done all year. We have our two big guns and then we have you know, four or five other kids that on any given night they they're the ones to step up, and, yeah. and that's you know why we're hard to beat. the uh, The Swinny shot,
2: as we talked about in the post game, that was that was uh, certainly I think that was the biggest point of the night. But I yeah. thought maybe the I thought maybe the second biggest point of the ball game was what happened at the end of the third quarter because you had two players uh, with under a minute to go. You had uh, Day and Simon both finish at the rim to put four points together which at the time i thought was pretty critical
8: yeah it's always we haven't ended the quarters very well either you know we we, we haven't we always seem to now
2: wait a minute coach you, you don't start well and you don't finish the quarters but <laughs> well. we when, win any games when, when
8: do you play well and pick up 17 wins i guess in the second quarter i don't know <laughs> uh, but it seems like we're always uh, giving up the basket at the end of the quarter the end of the half and I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a, a typical coach right now, but um, yeah, they, they're those two guys. They're they're just really good, and they make plays. And you know, they kind of held Caleb in check the first half, but you know, you're not going to keep keep him down the whole game. So, um, just two special players, and, and and when you got some guys around them that you know can do a little bit of everything and, and can hit some big shots know, yeah, that's a recipe for a pretty good team. Well, that's that's
2: just it. It's not just those two guys. You got a really good supporting cast there, and they all mesh very, very well together. And you've enjoyed a lot of success the, this year because of that. Uh, let's turn our attention now to the sectional. And um, you know, we talked a little bit uh, about this at the end of uh, at the end of the game against South Ripley. Uh, not bashful about it. Your team's going in as the sectional favorite, and uh, so the big target is on the back of the Eagles. And you open things up with a conference opponent, in Rising Sun.
8: Yeah, it's uh, you know it's. Uh, it's nice to be the favorite you know it's nice to have beaten all the teams that we have played in the sectional but at the same time it's a little nerve-wracking yeah um, but we're not we're not afraid of it our practices we've been really loose and and uh you know that's the thing with my guys we've been down a lot um, we've been behind and uh they just never seem to get flustered and, right and so uh you know they know what's on the line you know we we were we were talking i was talking to Coach Bradshaw. and there's only been 3 Jacksonville teams that have ever won the county tournament, the conference and a sectional. So 69, 92 and 2007. So wow. we are we're trying to make a little history on that end if we can able to pull it off and and uh, you know, if you the people that have been in our gym, we like to celebrate some Jacksonville basketball history. Yes, um, so we're uh, looking to get a big picture up there and all that. Oh, yeah. So um, that'd be pretty special. to you know the, all the great teams we've had. The, the
2: post tournament celebrations are legendary.
8: Yes, we're, uh, <laughs> uh, if, if we're able to you know to have a good week here, and they'll have every fire truck in Ripley County out, you know, uh, escorting us around. So regardless of
2: who you're matched up with in the section, what's what's the, what's your biggest concern?
8: Well, I did. I, I know that uh, we're going to see a lot of different kinds of defenses. I think mm-hmm. we're probably going to see if we if we end up playing three games, I, we're going to see a little bit of everything. Um, we've been able to adjust on the fly pretty pretty well. Um, I just don't want uh, I just don't want a scenario where we're getting outscrapped, and there's some yeah. really scrappy teams. You know, Rising Suns a really scrappy team, and, and Hauser really you know they, they hung with us for a, a big part of the game because they were kind of outscrapping us and and uh, you know, in Southwest Hanover and Oldenburg, yeah, they're all they're all. They're, nobody's gonna just let us win this. So um, you know, I I, I think um, we have a height advantage and a rebounding advantage, even if we have an off shooting night. But um, I just I, I think we we need to be the aggressor and get all those fifty fifty balls, and and uh, if we do that, I, I feel pretty confident that. You know, hopefully we can get a couple more W's here.
2: We talked about <laughs> Day and we talked about Simon. Of course, we mentioned Sweeney with uh, the game there at South Ripley and the big shot that he had. Mention a couple more of your players that, that really – you know, it, it it takes more than just a few to to have a successful program.
8: Yeah, I was I was actually looking at our stats today, and you know, we have Wyatt and Caleb they're averaging twenty and eighteen, and and then the other four, the next four guys are all exactly the same. They were all six point four points per game. So, um, you know, Matt Dickman, mm-hmm. he's been in and out, in and out a little bit with with some uh, just kind of some freak injuries. Um, uh, big big player, athletic. Um, you know, he can guard little guys, and he's probably our best uh, interior defender because he does such a good job of fronting the post, and he just makes it hard for the other team to get the ball. Now, if they get it down there, he's not the, the, the biggest guy yet, but, you know, he's very athletic and challenges all kinds of shots, and, and he can re- where he can really help us here is, is just crashing the offensive, the offensive boards because he's not going to get a ton of shots in our, within our offense um, you know he gets some driving kicks and so forth but um, he's a really good player Then Devin Greaseups had some big games especially down the stretch. He's another six- uh, five tall lanky guy and um, hit some huge shots the other night and um, <clears throat> and then uh, Nathan Hoffman he's coming off the bench he's kind of our scrappy guy and you, you know he's in the game you know he may not score but the, uh, trust me the other team knows he's in there he's the kind of guy <laughs> that you, you want you, you hate playing against but you want on your team um and then ryan wilson's uh, our a little guard and is just a really good shooter shooting over 40 percent um you know he, he's a really scrappy guy he's kind of a fan favorite because you know he's in there battling against right. the bigger guys and and so you know that that's kind of the the, the seven that have been playing the majority of the minutes and and uh, like i said it just seems that every night one of those four or five guys is our third guy and it's different every night and, and that's pretty special you are
2: just in your second season coaching uh, Jack Sadell, but I have interviewed you enough times to, to get a pretty good feel of uh, of your tone and your demeanor. And I, and I mentioned this to you uh, Saturday. I don't think I've ever seen you so uptight, uh, which you were before the South Ripley game.
8: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just... It was, it was like a business trip, and I, I didn't have a good time really in the in the game. I did, you know, you know, I, I'm usually pretty happy-go-lucky. It's fun, you know. I'm always, you know, it's kind of a little stressful during the game, but I didn't really have much fun during that game until it was over. I'm not gonna lie. I just I just wanted to win, and I wanted to get it over with, yeah. and. And uh, uh, we had a good time the rest of the weekend, though. Yes, so I was, yes. <laughs> well, you were able to uh, let loose some of that emotion
2: when the game was over. We had a chance to talk to you, and I was telling uh, Rob Moorhead, who was uh, with me on the broadcast, and so that's good to see because you know coaches typically they they try to stay even keel because they want their kids to be even keel. You don't want to get too high with the highs, too low with the lows. Uh, but sometimes you
8: just kind of need to let go. Yeah, it. I was talking to Coach uh, Smith, Scott Smith, uh, after the game, and. And I said, you know, if if you lose a game like that the other night, like the, that South Ripley game, you know, you're just devastated. Right. And when you're able to win one like that, it's more relief. You yeah. know, it's not like you're overjoyed. It's just that you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, thank thank goodness we were able to pull that and off. And it is relief because it, you played you played a very good opponent, Sam. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good team at their place and and a lot on the line. So. Um, yeah, I was, was just kind of I, I, the emotions are always on my sleeve, and and my players kind of make fun of me a little bit. Uh, you know, how much am I going to get choked up or whatever? But that's just the way I am. You know, I still every time I watch Old Yeller, I still get <laughs> teared up. So it, it's probably never going to change, even when I'm an old man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, I, I've got I've got my
2: movies that that I will tear up with too. So so we have that we have that in common, <laughs> Coach. I really appreciate you joining us tonight. We wish you and the Eagles all the best as you open up sectional tomorrow night at 7 o'clock against Rising Sun up there at Southwestern. Shelby, all the best to you this week. Appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thank you. That is Jackson Dell coach Clint Bowman. Give us uh, just a moment. We'll be back uh, to talk a little South Ripley basketball. Unfortunately, Coach Tyler Teasing could not be with us here this evening. I'll explain why, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about South Ripley basketball when we come back on our next segment. You're listening to Coach's Corner Boys Basketball sectional preview show on Country 103.9
0: WRBI. Oh my! That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville.
1: Back to more Coach's Corner
5: delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. And it's
2: a very special edition of Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI, our boys basketball sectional preview show. I'm Bryce Kendrick thank the uh, wonderful host here at Ison's Family Pizza, along with a few of our other show sponsors, Gehring's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Thanks to Jackson Dell's Clint Bowman, who was with us uh, in the last segment. And um, up next, uh, we're going to talk a little South Ripley basketball. Unfortunately, Coach Tyler Teasing could not be with us here tonight. Uh, His wife took uh, ill this afternoon and he got a phone call uh, late this afternoon. And uh, Coach uh, Teasing right now is at home uh, helping uh, take care of his wife and also the three kids and that's exactly where he should be under a situation like that. So, Coach, I know you're listening, and uh, we had a chance to talk earlier, and he was very apologetic. Sorry he couldn't make the show. And, uh, uh, you know, stuff like that happens, and, and we certainly understand, and, and we wish uh, his wife a, a very uh, quick recovery and uh, hope everything is going well with the three kiddos there tonight as well. But South Ripley enters this tournament with a record of 12-10. and 10. They finished 4-2 and two in the ORBC. A little tough for the Raiders down the stretch. They had a stretch there in... Uh, Uh, Early to mid-January where they won five straight, uh, but they will enter the sectional uh, losing five of their last seven. We had the last two games that they had uh, on WRBI, the game at Greensburg, and then also the home game against Jackson Dell. And just to give you kind of a recap of uh, those two games, uh, first of all, the game against uh, Greensburg, and uh, that was one where the Pirates had led from tip to final buzzer. It was a 61-41 final. uh, Up 10-9 late in the first quarter, the Pirates took a 13-9 lead at the stop and extended their run into the second with 13 unanswered points, and by halftime, Greensburg held a comfortable 32-15 advantage. At intermission, the Bucks Colin Cumber had 10 points, Brendan Stanley scored 7, and Kai Dyer had 6. For Ripley, Blaine Ward led with 5, Nick and Zach Gentile both put in four. Greensburg's final four points of the first half were part of a second 13-0 run, which put the game away as the spread jumped to 24 points. South Ripley's best stretch came late in the latter half of the third period when the Raiders got within 16, but that was as close as it got. It was 47-29 after three, and 61-41 again was your final score at the closing horn. Comer ended uh, the game with 22 points. Pirate teammates Dakota Walters tallied 13. Stanley finished with 10 and Dyer uh, wrapped it up with nine. On the Raiders' side, you had Tilly and Blake Voles both booking a dozen. All 12 points for Vols, by the way, came in the second half. Ward was uh, next in scoring with seven points. So that was the matchup with the Pirates. And then, of course, as we were talking about with uh, Coach Clint Bowman of Jackson Dell, it was uh, Jackson Dell and South Ripley going at it for the ORVC Championship. Jackson Dell entering that game had already clinched a tie, uh, but needed the victory over South Ripley to win it outright. The Raiders, of course, were hoping for the win on senior night. Had they got the win, uh, they would have split the title with both the Eagles and uh, the Rebels of Southwestern Hanover. But this was a game where Jackson Dell, who has had difficulty getting started in games, they did not have that against South Ripley. Uh, they got out to a 10 nothing lead, made their first five shots. Uh, uh, South Ripley eventually put the ball in the basket, and they trailed 18-13 at the end of the opening stanza. And the momentum that South Ripley started to build uh, late in the first, it carried over into the second. And South Ripley tied the game up at 26. In fact, they even took a brief lead late in the second quarter, but uh, Jackson Dell came back to tie it up at 26 apiece. The Raiders' Nick Schwarty had 16 points by intermission, 12 of which came on four triples. Wyatt Day of the Eagles put in 10. Jackson Dell did get back on track in the third quarter. Two late finishes at the rim by Caleb Simon and Day gave JCD a 44-35 advantage with a quarter to go. That was a really pivotal pivotal point in the game. South Ripley, though, fought hard to tighten the score once again, but then uh, Justin Swinney hit a key three, which seemingly took the steam out of the Raiders' comeback bid, and uh, the Osgood guys, coached by Clint Bowman, went on to win by nine. Uh, Swinney helped secure the ORVC Championship with eight points in the final period. He had 15 for the game. Days 20 were tops for the Nesters, and Simon closed out with 12. Uh, Shorty of Team Green had a game high 22. Teammate Blaine Ward booked a dozen. Uh, Jackson Dell shooting that night was pretty balanced and consistent throughout. The Eagles hit 49% overall, including 8 of 20 from deep. South Ripley struggled to make the long ball, managing just five trifectas on 30 tries and 35% shooting overall. So a couple of games down the stretch where South Ripley, typically a good three-point shooting team, they did struggle hitting the long ball against both Greensburg and against Jackson Dell. Rebounds and turnovers were pretty even in that game, and uh, it was a clean game as well. Both teams combined for only 14 miscues. But South Ripley will be taking on South Decatur on um, Friday night, March the 4th. That is the first semifinal matchup. South Ripley again going in with a record of 12 and 10. South Decatur with a mark of 13 and 10. And, um, Those two teams had played earlier this season, and South Decatur was a 69-62 winner. And uh, we'll see how that rematch goes. We will be carrying that contest on Country 103.9 WRBI on the air at about 5.40 with the pregame show and the tip-off again coming up at 6 o'clock. So that is a look at South Ripley. And again, uh, we're sorry that Coach Teasing could not make it with us. And again, we we hope that his wife is feeling better and uh, Coach Teasing will be uh, back to business uh, starting tomorrow. But uh, as uh, we're going to take a break now, and uh, break away for our next segment as we will have uh, Greensburg coach Stacy Meyer joining us right after this short timeout. You're listening to Coach's Corner's Boys Basketball sectional preview show on Country 103.9 WRBI.
4: Georges, we have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours.
5: Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests. Thank all of our sponsors. Thank Eisen's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. Our Boys Basketball
2: Sectional Preview Show continues on this special night of Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza on WRBI. Our show is also brought to you in part by Garing's Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Thanks to South Ripley's Tyler Teasing, who joined me in the previous segment. Now we move from the Raiders in 2A Sectional 44 back to 3A Sectional 29 with Coach Mark Foster of the Franklin County Wildcats. Good evening, Coach, and welcome back to Coach's Corner good evening thanks for having us it is uh, so great to have you back on coach we did, had you on just uh, not too long ago it's good to have you on once again uh your franklin county wildcats wrapping up the regular season 16 and 5 and unfortunately coach uh, uh the final game of the regular season was not not a win up the tiernan center in richmond
9: yeah it was actually at the uh, at franklin county um, on thursday night um we uh got beat by five um we opted to uh, rest one of our one of our starters. Um, we uh, didn't play as well as we uh, had expected, um, but we were kind of erring on the side of uh, getting a rest um, yeah. on the thurs- Thursday night game versus the, um, so he'd be fully ready to go for uh, sectional on Wednesday.
2: Well, despite sitting one starter, I mean, it was still a close contest with the Red Devils. What did the game really come down to?
9: Um, they hit some good. They hit a lot of open shots, um, but um, our scouting report didn't lead us to believe. Um, that was the first thing. Um, secondly, we didn't take care of the basketball very well. It's tough uh, having our point guard sit, but you know it also uh, helped some of our guys that were in a little bit different roles. Um, that hopefully they'll. Uh, Take to that and uh, hopefully apply it to when we go to Sectionals Wednesday.
2: Well, even though um, even though you didn't come away with a win uh, there in Franklin County on Thursday night, what was what was a positive take uh, you took out of that matchup with the Red Devils?
9: Well, they're a very athletic team. Um, they're very well coached. Uh, they they do a lot of really good stuff, um, and I like how our kids competed. We were team the second. Um, half at one point um, we called back and uh, with, well, you know, under a minute we had a shot to tie it and um, you know, we, we kept competing but that's expected our kids have been doing that all day long
2: as uh, we take a look at the season on the whole coach uh, uh, there would be so many coaches out there right now that would love to trade places uh, with you and, and uh, enjoy what was a 15 game winning streak at one point for the Wildcats that was a heck of a run
9: Oh, it was. It was something, you know, you don't ever really think about. It just kind of just uh, happens, to be honest with you. Uh, we lost our first two games, um, both the IAC opponents, and we just kind of... It, everything kind of started at Centerville, our third game, and uh, we just kept getting better and better, and uh, the kids kept buying in more and more, and um, the wins just happened. We had to do a couple breaks along along the way, and obviously, if you win 15 straight, you're going to have some breaks here and there. Um, but it just it was something that's uh, not expected uh, by any means, but uh, it was something that was just. Uh, great for our kids and our program.
2: Well, you mentioned you mentioned the phrase non-expected, and to be honest, Coach, coming into this season and trying to figure out, okay, who, who do I think is going to be at the top of the conference, who's going to be contending, and all that good stuff. Franklin County, in all honesty, was a team that kind of flew under my radar. Um, did you know during the summer when you had this group together, and of course this is your first year coaching, coaching the Wildcats, but did you know when you had these kids together uh, over summer workouts that you might have something that uh, is worth drawing attention to?
10: Oh, absolutely. We had uh, two, uh, three of our
9: leaders, uh, they just kind of, you know, just kind of took over um, the leadership role. Um, they did a really, really good job of getting everybody bought in. Um, attendance was nearly perfect for all of our weight sessions, shooting sessions, uh, um, games, everything from June through uh, pretty much the start of the season in November. Um, and they, you know, they just kind of gelled. They got along. They you know, and they just started playing together, and um, we really noticed it towards the end of our June workouts and our June flying schedule um, that we might have something that is uh, pretty good for the Wildcats.
2: I think everybody knew going in that, uh, you know, Chad Cox certainly made his mark on this team over the last couple of years, and and you knew that he was going to have a great season. Um what what is a who is a player or two that uh, may have uh, come through this season with even uh, greater results than what you might have expected?
9: Well, our other two guys, uh, Brian Odo and Bridger Bolo's, they they've done a fantastic job all year. Um, and then we had some new guys that just stepped up with JD Stokes, um, really, really come into his own. Um, and then we had a kid that started every game for us in Jace Slee that hadn't played varsity basketball. He found his niche and he just continues to get better every night. And then we got a sophomore Eli Butt that's, uh, really really found his little role as well and uh he's done a really really good job for us as well and also austin hill we've we've uh pretty much everybody that's um that's playing right now for us um significant minutes they know their roles and they are doing what they can do to help us win Well,
2: you know, back in the day when I used to uh, be at Lawrenceburg and Coach Jim Pugh was coaching the Tigers at the time, and I remember one thing that he said during the Tigers run in in 92 is that oftentimes you will get a player uh, who is not expected to step up and come up in big moments. And you kind of need that at this time of year because you know that the opposing team is going to be keying on your very best.
9: Oh, absolutely. Coach P is my coach as well, my senior year, and so I know Coach very, very well. Um, and he said the same thing when I was playing as well in '95, '96, and he was um, he was very, very uh, good about knowing what to expect. and And he's been around the game a long time, and he does understand that guys got to step up you know there's going to be a lot of attention on Chad Cox in the sectional and they have been for all of our conference games as well Um, and that's when our other guys that I've mentioned you know some of them got to step up and Help us uh, find ways to score the basketball and get stops. Well, I
2: I can't describe uh, the Connersville 3A sectional 29 anything else but fun because, I mean, I'm looking at every possible matchup on there, and you're just, I mean, the eyes pop wide open. You're thinking, man, uh, there just isn't a bad matchup in the bunch, and you are going to be taking on Batesville for a second time this season, a game that we actually had uh, earlier this season on WRBI. It was right in the midst of your big uh, winning streak, and and you got that victory up in Brookville, 47. Six to twenty nine was the final. What uh, what stood out to you in that win over Batesville
9: that night? Well, we we got a win that night. Um, they uh, played played pretty well. Um, they played pretty really well, I thought. Without one of, one of their best, if not their best player in Raver. Right. Um, he he was out that night. Um, So I fully expect Batesville to be um, um, way better um, than we did than we played them the first game. um, With because they're finally healthy. I talked to Coach Garrett a couple times about this, and he just has had the injury bug um, at the beginning of the year, and then we gets one guy back, and then another guy goes down. And you know, I told him, I said, you know, by sessional time, you guys get fully healthy, you guys are going to be. tough out for sure
2: no question and your team right now it well in that game in particular uh, you had a really good shooting night we had you down hitting 53 percent from the floor you also got them on the glass by nine and uh, looking at some of the stats of your team this season you know you've got kids that can shoot outside but when you have kids that are hitting around 60 percent from the floor you know that you're creating some really really good opportunities inside and getting some good looks
9: Oh, absolutely, and and Coach Garrett um, does a, with his two three zone that he's been working on all year long and for the last couple of years, um, he makes it very very tough to get it in there, um, and we're gonna have to really work and find and be creative finding ways to get it the basketball inside against them, and they continue to get better every night. They had a really really good win on Thursday night, or let's see, uh, it would have been yeah Thursday night mm-hmm. against Shelby against Shelbyville, right, and. And um, they just they keep getting better and better and better. And they're just uh, going to be um, – I think it's going to be a really, really good game on uh, Wednesday night.
2: Well, we're certainly looking forward to it. Uh, though, uh, Coach, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We look forward to seeing you again on Wednesday in Connersville when we broadcast your game with the Batesville Bulldogs. Thanks again and good luck this week.
9: Uh, we definitely appreciate it and thanks to WRBI and you guys for doing this and we really appreciate the attention and everything you guys do for the local sports.
2: All right, thank you coach. That was Franklin County coach Mark Foster. After a short break, we'll look at another 3A 2019 team when Greensburg's Stacy Meyer joins us. You're listening to our Coach's Corner Boys Basketball Sectional Preview Show on Country
0: 103.9 WRBI. Oh my.
4: That's a big pretzel.
0: I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also get you covered with our Lenten menu items. Our limited-time codfish wedges, yingling beer-battered shrimp, and the always delicious Pollock Fish shogi will hit the spot. Add some deep-fried portobello mushrooms or fries to round out your meal. You can get us at IsonsFamilyPizza.com, 812-933-0333, or downtown Batesville.
1: The Sports Voice. Country 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles,
5: Brookville. You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Eisen's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going, and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. WRVI.
2: Thanks so much for joining us on this final day of February 2022, our Boys Basketball sectional preview show on Coach's Corner. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Thanks to our fantastic hosts at Ison's Family Pizza, along with these great sponsors as well, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Thanks to Franklin County's Mark Foster who joined us in our prior segment, not Stacy Meyer. I can't even follow my own script, uh, but we do continue to hang out in 3A sectional 29 as we traverse to the tree city for Greensburg. Coach Stacy Myers in the six year with the pirates and year number 21 overall good evening coach meyer and welcome to Coach's score
11: has it been that long <laughs>
2: <laughs> it has been that long you know and we had a chance to talk and we have a different audience here so i, I do want to bring this up again congratulations on getting
11: win number 300 as a greensburg pirate well thank you very much we had uh, an alumni day uh it was a game that you two covered a south Ripley right. so so throughout the day we had alumni day um We had 40-some guys come back. We had two games played, had a great day. Well, um, some of the parents, Heather Kummer was a big piece of this, Ah. presented me with a 300-win win. Collage, if you will, yep. and um, a, a big thank you to everyone. But when you look back, it's like, my good, it's just like, right, we're getting ready for sectional, uh-huh. and in the blink of an eye, it's like, man, this it's going to be over. Um, so, um, thank you very much, and and it, it's gone quick. It's yeah. gone very quick. Well,
2: and and the other thing that we talked about too is that you really don't have a lot of time to enjoy something like that, do you?
11: No, and you know, it, it's we we talked, I think, before the Ripley game when we won the state and sometimes i look back and wonder did i give those kids the ample time to enjoy it because you're always worried about the next game the next practice the next the next the next so um it's been it's been great um it's been a great ride at greensburg Mm -hmm. Um, we've had some great kids I've been fortunate some great coaches a coach with me so um, it's been fun
2: um, and, and just one quick thing on the alumni game. Jason Simpson was working with me that night, the uh, Greensburg girls basketball coach. And and I asked, I said, did everybody get through the alumni game unscathed? Were there were there any injuries to speak of? And he, he thinks that everybody made it through pretty healthy. The bad
11: thing was Gary Bailey. He officiated and works for W. Terry. Gary <laughs> tore MCL. Oh no! Oh no! So, uh, Player wise, yes, uh, everybody got through. Unscathed. But the official but the goes down. Official goes oh, down.
2: Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> now, Mike Myers didn't do PA for that,
11: did he? oh
2: yeah oh he did oh yeah yes yes. I yes. give Mike a hard time we have to we Mike's, have Mike's to. <laughs> a good guy Mike's a really good guy let's talk about the Pirates 20-4 and four this season um, you know had a couple of stumbles early on in, in conference so it wasn't you know at the end of the season you weren't you weren't in position for the conference championship but this team is playing some good basketball right now winners of nine in a row
11: we, we really have and you know we stumbled early. We had back-to-back losses, Jennings County, Franklin County on right. the same weekend um, that we were struggling through some injuries at right. that time. We ended up losing four starters um, during that time, wow. but but rebounded and... and we went over to Richmond um, and and, and won that tournament beat beat a couple really good Richmond and and Bloomington South in the same day so that's a tremendous tournament by the way it is it's fun um, and it's a great tournament for your kids we go spend the night and it's just good Yeah. I, the, the Tiernan Center obviously is, is that is the gym but they play that in three different gyms do they not they they do um, and in fact though this year they did not have any JV so it was just 12 varsity teams oh, okay um, so they held it in Tiernan Center and then in their middle school gym um, but in years past we've we've been in Earlham, we've been in IU East gym um, so it, it's fun and and some very good teams that, that you're going to play. Um, we got beat by Brownstown um, right. on the road against a very good Brownstown team. I think pretty close after they they beat us. They turn around and beat Floyd Central, so, <laughs> um, but, but a very good basketball team. But but I think we're playing pretty well right now. And you had mentioned it; we'd won nine in a row against some quality yeah. quality opponents. Um, So I I like where we're at right now. Yeah. Lawrenceburg, Madison, Seymour, South Ripley,
2: East Central. I mean, those are some really, really solid teams that you played against. Uh, Just to to go back to the to the East Central game, the 51-43 victory. Um, and this is a game where Greensburg did not have its typical really good shooting night in its own gym. But, you know, you still come away and, and beat a really good East Central team. You get them by eight.
11: Yes, and, and you know, the, they did not have Dennis, their point guard. Um, he was injured, and I, that makes a big difference. Sure. But we just kind of consistently kept building the lead in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think when we took out the starters, it was a 16 Point game, yeah. eighteen point okay. game, and and they came back late. Um, right. But but a great conference win against a very good team and, and East Central. Um, we had scouted them, and and they've had a tremendous season this year as well.
2: Just talk a little bit about your personnel. Uh, Cummer's had an outstanding season. Uh, he is a he is a fun fun individual to watch. Um, but there are some other pieces to this team that really have. Uh,
11: propel this team to a 20 win season let's talk about some of them we we from last year lane sparks graduated and a huge piece averaged 26 a game for us and and i think a lot of people thought well you know lane's gone but we had experience coming back um colin being a three-year starter dakota walters a Mm -hmm. two-year starter Brendan Stanley, three-year starter. Kai Dyer um, started for us last year, so two-year starter. Um, and then Addison Barnes-Pettit that came up was our sixth man last year. So we had some guys coming back, uh, w- different roles, absolutely, um, but um, have really accepted those roles and excelled in those roles. Stanley and Walters just seem to be like very blue-collar type individuals. They really are, and I think that hits it on the head, whether it be we ask them, you know, Dakota is a great example. Sometimes Dakota's guarding uh, a wing player this game. He's guarding a post player next game. Um, Brendan's always kind of been the bruiser underneath. Right. That's, that's usually overmatched, if you will, by size, right. um, but, but continues to get the job done. So um, some some great kids. We've got some great seniors this year um, that we're going to miss down, down the road after they graduate.
2: You know your your team has put up 20 wins again this season, but as a coach, you're always trying to find something to to, to coach somebody up for. When this team is not playing well, what is, is there is there one or two things in particular that uh, that you focus on as a coach that hey, you know we need we need to right the ship here.
11: It's you know <clears throat> when when we play poorly, a lot of times it's some of the little things like turnovers. Right. Um, I I feel we're an unselfish team. Um, our last four games, I think we put four people in double figure, so we're sharing the basketball. but in doing that sometimes we're turning it over um we've been out rebounded some this year and and some of that is just because we don't have the six seven six eight person in the middle so um uh that that's been it we've We've struggled at the line at times, and you wouldn't think. We've got pretty good shooters, but we've struggled at the line at times, so there's always something we can nitpick as no coaches question.
2: like that, that we can get after. No question. Uh, the, the 3A sectional 29 at Countersville. I mean, this is just a fun sectional. It's, it's the EIAC invitationals everybody likes to call, with the exception of East Central, of course, who will be playing up at Martinsville. We'll have Coach David Disborough on in our, in our next segment. Um, but uh, you look at the matchups oh, in the man. first round. And then you look at what might happen after that you're like, oh my gosh I yes. mean, it's
11: just just like it's just like one great game after another. It, if you're a high school basketball enthusiast, sexual 29 is going to be tremendous yeah. um, when you look at just records, um, like you said it's the IAC minus minus East Central and we know each other. we've played each other already. What an exciting atmosphere it's going to be,
2: and it's it's a testament to the conference when you look at what the what the schools have done collectively outside of the conference. And it's right now it's ranked I think number two in the state as far as win percentage outside of conference. I mean that's that says a lot about the uh, collection of teams in the Eac It
11: really does. You know, we all look at college basketball and, you know, the Big Ten beats each other up and, and it's the same in the IAC this yeah. year and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because when you look outside the conference, what the other teams have done, it's been outstanding and I think it says a, a ton um, for our conference this year. So, it's exciting yeah. um, this time of the year and then on top of that, how competitive it's going to be. Yeah, we were talking with
2: uh, Coach Aaron Garrett earlier. Uh, he was with us in an earlier session segment we were talking about atmosphere and you know the Spartan Bowl is a is a cool place I mean it is a, it's 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 a great great place to play um I and I want I want to talk about the Connorsville game that you guys had in just a minute but we were up there for the um the Connorsville Franklin County game at the end of the year and it was packed I mean just two teams and now we've got all of these great games lined up and on Wednesday night and Friday night you're going to have uh you're going to have four teams in there that
11: are all going to bring a great fan base yes. I mean
2: where are they going to put them all? We need like a second spark.
11: It would be, and, and you know, and and I haven't talked to Brent Duncan, Connorsville's AD, but I know on both those nights it's going to be sold out. Yeah, um, and and that's what it's all about. Um, and like you said, it's like we almost need a bigger gym this year to, to house everyone. But it's going to be a great great atmosphere and the fans are going to see some some awesome basketball
2: well talk about your matchup with connersville the first go around a great ball game 43 41 the spartans get you
11: by two they do um and get an offensive rebound late um billups gets an offensive rebound hits about a 10 footer um we have i think one point something seconds and get a shot off late um the, the one thing Connersville did not have the Williams brothers mm-hmm. that night. They they were out with COVID, um, and one of them starts, one of them right. comes in off the bench, um, and they're difference makers. Yes. So it will be a different game with them in. Um, but man, what a competitive game! And it's going to come down to probably it's going to be a possession game, a low-scoring yeah. game, and and you know the last two minutes is what it's going to yeah. come down to, and and you know and, and we've talked to our guys about that. It's you can't give up an offense rebound. You have to knock down right. free throws late. You can't make crucial turnovers right. at wrong time. So it, it should be a really fun game.
2: You know, you're, you're telling me about about tempo of the game, and I'm and I'm laughing inside because you're you're a team that wants to get it up and down the floor, and as much as you will try to do that somehow some way carry brown is going to hold you in the 40s yeah absolutely it's, just, it, it's 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 magical how that happens with 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 his teams i mean it it doesn't matter how how potent an offense you have he finds
11: a way to limit your possessions really does
2: and it's, he doesn't
3: stall no. it's not a stall
11: and, it, and that's what everybody thinks Yeah, you know well they hold it that's a stall and it's not they yeah. look to score yeah. offensively and it's so hard to score against them yes. and, and and I don't care. They took Lawrence North. Lawrence North had to hit a last-second shot to beat them, and that's mm-hmm. one of the Indianapolis team that gets up and down Mount Vernon. Right. I mean, all you, you just go down the line. So mm-hmm. they do an outstanding job defensively, um, and what they really do a good job is holding you to one shot now. Yeah. It's really hard to offensive rebound against them, and, they, and they've got weapons offensively. They run their stuff. Um, they don't take pad shots, so they shoot high percentage every game. So it, it'll be pretty much probably a slugfest. It's,
2: it's I mean, it, it's nuts. And, and I'm really looking forward to, to, to both of those games that night. But, uh, you, you What's an intangible that's going to factor into that game, you think? And something that may fly under everybody's radar, whether it's something uh, on the Connersville side or something on the Greensburg side. Something that could play a major factor that maybe somebody's not thinking about.
11: And, you know, I don't know if we have that. I really don't. And, and you search for that. As yeah. a, what What is it that we could do offensively to gain an edge or, or on the other end of the ball? And I really don't know. I, I think you can probably look at a a few stats at the end of the game to tell you who wins a basketball game. And and it's the simple ones. It's the turnovers, the made free throws, and if you're giving up offensive rebounds. And that's key for us is to try to hold them to one and out. Um, But I don't think there's any, you know, one thing that anybody overlooks. Um, I think both teams are sound. And and for us, you know, you play a few games where possessions may not quite matter as much. If you have three straight turnovers against Connorsville, it's going to matter. So yes. I, think, I think taking care of the basketball is huge for us. No question. Well, Coach, uh, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. It's great seeing you.
2: Uh, we're looking forward to that uh, 6 o'clock game Wednesday night when you take on Connersville. Our broadcast will begin around 540. As somebody once said, should be a
11: whole lot of fun. It should be. Bryce, thank you very much for all that you do and, and covering high school sports. Um, and thanks for having us. This is, this is special. Thank appreciate you, it. I really
2: do appreciate it. That's Coach Stacy Meyer. And... Uh, We thank him for coming down. And then, uh, Justice Koch, we're going to catch up with our only Class 4A coach on the guest list tonight. That is East Central's David Disbro. You're listening to Coach's Corner's Boys Basketball sectional preview show on Country 103.9 WRBI.
4: Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers. Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Gehrings, 316 North Main, Batesville.
1: Back to more coaches'
5: corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there on one hundred three point nine WRBI.
2: And thanks for listening to our boys' basketball sectional preview show from Ison's Family Pizza on WRBI. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Coach's Corner is brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gunswiller. Thanks to Greensburg Stacy Meyer, who chatted with me during our last segment. We turn our attention now to the only coach with a four A program on the show tonight. He's in his twenty third year with the Trojans, East Central head coach, David Disbro. Coach, good evening and welcome back to Coach's Corner. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I just watched a little 5th
12: and 6th grade girls basketball. Did you now? So okay, give me, a little, came to practice. give me a little
2: scouting report, a little recap on what you saw tonight. What was good? What was um, bad? What there's, makes, makes there's, you pull your hair out?
12: There's a little girl from St. Lawrence that's pretty daggone good. Yes? Yeah. She's, uh she thinks she made two threes, handles it pretty well. Uh-huh. She was pretty good. And St. Lawrence had lost to the St. Uh, Louis team last week. Right. And they turned around and beat them this week. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. fifth uh, and sixth grade basketball watching, is on your
2: radar right now. I've been
12: now. watching a lot of fifth fifth grade girls basketball. Yeah,
2: yeah. L- little different than watching varsity boys. It really is. Yes. Do yeah. You, do you do you ever just as sitting there as both a parent but yet also a coach saying they ought to do this, they ought to do this. Are you are you are you able to kind of divest yourself from from being a coach?
12: See when when my two played, and and this has been a long time ago because they're twenty. Whatever, one in twenty. <laughs> you know, and I told him. I said, I will talk to you on the way home, and I will talk to you at home. Right. But do not ever look up at me in the stands. And you know, if I'm not a coach or your assistant coach, right, then that guy or girl is who you need to listen yes. to. Yes. And, uh, and
2: and might might I say that that needs to be shared with uh, the public at large? Yes.
12: Absolutely, it does. Yes. And 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 I think you find coaches are are one of either two extremes they're more like me or they go wild and crazy at games <laughs> and, and it, but it you know it was fun with them growing up because we got to spend a lot of time together and we got to work on skills now ashley natalie natalie is ashley's daughter uh-huh. um and she hasn't played much basketball yeah so she's learning a lot and she's playing because her friends play and But she's getting better, and I thought they got better as a team, so... That was fun to watch. Well, that yeah. was good.
2: Yeah, I hung up my basketball uh, shoes at the end of my eighth grade year. When you when you go into a freshman and you are five two, yeah, and you can't dribble and you can't shoot, you can play defense, but you know there's really you, you can't really play the guard spot if you can't do those other things. So my basketball career was done.
12: And there's a lot of other things to do. And there was. Yeah.
2: I found wrestling was yeah. Pretty good. yeah. There you go. that's pretty good. Go. Same let's, season. Let's talk about uh, some East Central basketball right now. Winners of two of your last three coming in, uh, sixteen and six on the season. Um, um, it's been
12: a pretty good year for you guys. It really has. Um, we lost a lot from last you year. You did. And uh, we, we had some guys that were returning, but those guys weren't asked to probably do a lot of the jobs that we had them doing this year. Mm-hmm. And, and they hadn't really played together um, as a bunch because we've got six seniors since they were probably, I don't know, freshmen, probably eighth, eighth, eighth graders or freshmen. And then you throw in um, a couple... Freshmen and a couple sophomores that have been playing with them this year, uh, it was like, you know, everybody knew. Right. Um, We tried to do some different things offensively, and that started last spring in individual workouts Mm -hmm. because we thought that that would be the best way for us to score points and do things offensively. Um, And we probably tried a few things defensively that we didn't do as much as we thought we would this summer coming into this season. But we, we found out a lot of things about those players. Right. Um, you know, who we wanted to put on the best players. If we were going to switch guys, we, we found that we have, you know, a couple guys that help really well. Uh-huh. So, um, I, 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 I've enjoyed it, and I think I've learned a lot about them and just coaching in general. And I think most of them have had a good time, and it's been a fun season.
2: It, it certainly has, and... You know, you talk about what you lost from a year ago. Before you really got into, like, summer workouts, did you really think that this was a
12: 16-team win at the, by the end of the year? Absolutely not. No. And that wasn't, you know, because I didn't think that they had some potential and that they, were, they weren't they were talented. It's just that we were throwing a lot of guys into spots that they had never been a part of. And we were also trying to make a team out of a bunch of guys that really hadn't played together right. much at all. What's What's been the biggest surprise for you? I mean not not as a team, but maybe as individuals because you're
2: talking about putting kids maybe in roles that were unexpected
12: yeah yeah we we have definitely put people in spots that have been unexpected, but you know I could I could go through like each guy and each player and tell you things that have impressed me and that I've enjoyed watching, and it's. It's, it's that, they, that they've put the time in and have gotten better. Right. And then we've, we've got a lot of guys who weren't able to put a lot of time in except for that June because they're really, really good football players. Right. So for us to have the bunch that we've had and to have struggled to score as much as we have stu- struggled to score, I think the thing that surprised me the most and I've been most impressed with and I told them this after the Greensburg game, was how well they defend. Yeah, And I heard you say it doing your recap this morning on my way in. People don't hold uh, Greensburg under 50%. It doesn't happen in that gym that they shoot under 50%. And and there were some crazy things that happened in the last four or five minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I understand some of those things, but those guys still held Greensburg to under 50%. And we've done that to a lot of teams this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I told Brad Cutter because we played them last tuesday right um and, and i thought we did just a phenomenal job against them defensively and i and i told him on i think wednesday or thursday like sometimes i just think that some of the teams that we're playing they just think they can't score against us mm-hmm. and it wears them down and beats them down and i told our guys after the Lawrenceburg game i think that's what happened yeah. was you guys play such good defense we've got some guys that are really good on a certain p- player uh on the perimeter or in the post, but then we've got other guys that help so well. It, it makes it tough to score. You were talking about uh, Coach
2: Cutter at Lawrenceburg, and of course, we were there covering that game. And the third quarter, it wasn't it wasn't a quarter where you blew them out, but it was a quarter that turned the game. And it really was
12: because of your defense, because you just frustrated the hell out of them. I think so too. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, uh, a couple a, a couple of our assistant coaches said that we had like a real good message to them. At halftime of that game. Now, you know, I'm sure over all the games that I've ever coached, I've had some good messages at halftime, and I've had some not-so-good messages at halftime, but, you know, when there was the scrum, I don't know if you remember this, and we about had it, and we about took a shot, but Lawrenceford got it, and the ball went bouncing, and the ball went bouncing to about 25 feet, and I can't remember which Lawrenceford kid shot it, but... Banked it in from like 25 feet. We go down 23 to 20 Mm -hmm. when it was our ball and we were going to take the last shot. Right. So the whole time I'm walking back that hallway thinking, we have the worst luck ever. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, like as I took more steps, I kept thinking to myself, there's no way I'm going to say that to those guys. Right. So what we talked about at halftime was, I don't, we don't want to talk about luck. We're going to make our own luck. Yes. And You know, we're going to come out here in this second half. We're going to change a couple things defensively, but mostly we just want to wear them down. Right. Which is, I think, what happened because they had shot it pretty well in the first half, especially from three. Uh But one of them we thought we had a hand down on a guy that we should have had a hand up on Uh right in front of our bench. Bothered me a little bit. That one was, you know, maybe a little luck at the end where they just, it just happened to go in, and then there was there was another one because I think they were I think they were five for nine at halftime from three, mm-hmm. and three of them, you know, there was a reason probably why. Right. So I don't know, um, I, but this team defensively is one of the best teams we've had defensively in a really long time, and a lot of that credit for those first like ten years goes to Eric Evans because he coached the defense and he was so good at teaching defense, and I felt like I learned so much from him. We had phenomenal athletic kids that could get out in passing lanes Mm -hmm. and who took really good pride in it and then after he left and went to Harrison and Franklin County you know we had to do other things and we didn't have all of those kids and I probably wasn't as good of a defensive coach as he was so Well, as we turn our attention now to the postseason, uh, you had
2: the benefit of the buy, um, and a lot of things kind of fell in your favor. And there's not there's not an easy team in that sectional, but you end up getting the bye. and then you also get the benefit of the the top Bloomington school in the opposite side of the bracket. So, uh, you got to be fairly happy with with the way the draw laid out.
12: Your top two teams in the Cygner are in the upper mm-hmm. or lower. I think they're in the uh, they're in the low. They're in the upper. We're in the lower. Right. So yeah. Um, but it's also interesting because Steve Lewis and I were talking about we've started our practice out tonight with like 20 minutes of shooting and we did it in kind of two different ways so during that 20 minutes that we were shooting, he and I were talking a lot and Coach Beach was over kind of running the scout team and he and Coach Kleckner were playing a little bit this week but since class basketball and you probably already know this, there's probably a lot of people that don't know this um, since class basketball Bloomington North and Bloomington South have won every one of those sectionals, <laughs> except two. So you're talking all of the other schools that have been thrown in there haven't won any. Right? Columbus East hasn't won any. Uh, Shelbyville hasn't won any. Martinsville hasn't won any. North Columbus North won. Columbus North has won, I believe, seven. And like four or five of those were in Coach McKinney's time, maybe mm-hmm. six in like a five or six period, mm-hmm. of, period of time. Coach Hudson took them to, I think, the final four. So they've won seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Bloomington South has won seven in a row. And I can't remember the exact number, but it was like 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Columbus North's won one, and East Central's won one. Since class basketball. Right. So you look at the section and you say, Bloomington North's the best team this year. Columbus North's the second best team. You're down here with a bye, but you got to play the winner of Bloomington South Martinsville. Right. So then when you say Bloomington South won the last seven, they beat probably a better Bloomington North team, and they've won however many they've won, two state championships. They're all good. Yes. They're all good. But they, man, they just, they just win. Mm. They just win. So um, I've watched – since the draw I've watched a lot of Bloomington South Tate mm-hmm. and you know I think there's some things that we can do and I think there's some things that we can uh, do to keep it close and you better keep it close because if they get ahead they're going to hold the ball at the end but probably the most important thing for us is to get healthy before Friday if that doesn't ha- happen it would probably be really tough for us
2: and who is ailing right for you right now um, besides your guard
12: we had uh, we had two guards came, came off the Lawrenceburg game that were uh, hurting. and It was both Jaden Dennis and Caleb Mergenthal, who are two of our top three scores. Ball handlers, guards. Um, Neither practiced on Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Dennis didn't play on Friday, and Mergenthal probably shouldn't. We we let him give it a go. Um, uh, Mergenthal was back at practice on Monday. Uh, Jaden did not practice today, so we'll just have to see how that all goes and shakes down. I thought Mergenthal looked better, but you know, we're going to go into tomorrow now being Tuesday and Jaden hasn't done anything in seven days. So, you know, the clock's ticking and we got to figure out if he can go or not. go. Did you get your gym time up Martinsville already? Uh, we did not go this year. Oh, we did not go. Um, and it probably ended up working out best for us because we ended up taking Saturday off because of the buy. So if we would have, practiced on Saturday. We probably would have given yesterday or tomorrow off because coaches are all going to go down and watch the game tomorrow. Right. But um, we didn't go last year. You know, if you play in that gym, you don't get to go anyway. Uh, we didn't go with COVID two years ago. And to be completely honest, we thought, and we asked the seniors, we thought, what really good is it going to be? We're still going to get to shoot for the 20 minutes before the game. Right. We'll get to come out from their auxiliary gym ready to go. So, um we're just gonna go all right coach uh, before we let you go
2: um, we were talking with uh, coach Stacy Meyer in the uh, uh, about the 3a sectional 29 and and you being the only EIAC school that's not going to be in that just a, a perspective from a coach that has seen every team in that particular sectional if you were if you were not coaching didn't have a place to go and somewhere somewhere to be I'm sure you probably find yourself in the Spartan Bowl watching 3a20 that would
12: be a fun one to go to of and it was very fun it was interesting to see how the draw came out for yeah. them. Um, you know, you've got Larsburg and South Dearborn who could meet that have played each other already twice, yeah. which a lot of the conference teams don't play each other twice anymore. Um, yeah. I heard Mark talking to you as I was driving over from St. Louis, and he and I talk almost every day because he's still at the high school sure. and I'm at the middle school, and we share a lot of facilities, so we talk a lot. Um, you've got you've got a lot of really really good players you've got a lot of really really good coaches and like what i find interesting is um, i saw Steve cotherman today yeah he's the secretary of the IEC. right was so, he driving was he riding around his golf cart by the way he was not he was actually inside today he was okay he was, just I, just check and he was looking for <laughs> he was looking for mark foster because he's trying to get his uh, nominations from the basketball season. Okay. He's trying to get all the stats. So, I, like, I thought it was very interesting just to see our stats. Yeah. They, they're, they and I, I would bet that almost every team was similar to us because of how well all those coaches know each other. Right. How well those guys do to scouting. Mm-hmm. Um, how well their kids execute a scouting report and a game plan. But it's tough to score against. Mm-hmm. Batesville and Greensburg and Connorsville and Franklin County and on down the list South Dearborn, Lawrenceburg, Rushville. Um, I just think it's it's a it's a really good conference. Um, I love the proximity. I love that we have really really good coaches. I love that the coaches are good people and um, there's a lot of natural rivalries. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that place is going to be packed, and I'm sure it's going to be a great
2: atmosphere. No question. Well, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show uh, again, as always, and wish you and the Trojans the very best on uh, Friday night when you take on either Martinsville or Bloomington South, probably probably, probably Bloomington South. They're a pretty significant favorite going
12: into that, but you never know. I mean, you it was up, a, obviously what happened. It was a close game, I think, 10 or 12. I don't know how that game shook out, but I think it was a 10 or 12-point game, and yeah, we'll see. That's why they... That's why they play the game. Go up and shock the world, Coach. We'll try to win one and get to Saturday because you never know what might happen on Saturday.
2: Coach, greatly appreciate your time. Great catching up with you. Thank you for everything you do, and thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Thank you. David Disbro, head coach of the East Central Trojans. We do have two more interviews to go on this special night of Coach's Corner. North Decatur coach P.J. Metz is next. After this brief timeout, you're listening to Coach's Corner Boys Basketball sectional preview show on Country 103.9 WRBI. We have gig news for your
13: home. Internet up to one gig is now available from Great Plains Communications. A company with over a century of experience providing technology to homes and businesses across Indiana and beyond. Stream the latest entertainment without lag or buffering. Upload and download large files in no time. Connect to online gaming networks. Contact us today at 888-343-8014 for
12: gpcom.com. Speeds and
1: availability may vary by location.
5: Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests. Thank all of our sponsors. Thank Isen's for allowing us to be here. Thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRVI. Our boys' basketball sectional
2: preview show continues on this special night of Coach's Corner for Myson's Family Pizza on WRBI. Our show is also brought to you in part by Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Thanks to East Central's David Disbro, who joined me in the previous segment. Now we move from the Trojans and 4A Sectional 14 back to 2A Sectional 44 with PJ Metz, head coach of the North Decatur Chargers. Good evening, Coach, and welcome back to Coach's Corner.
10: Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
2: It is so good to have you on the show once again, PJ. And uh, right now, this team is playing some pretty good basketball, winners of six straight.
10: Yeah, we are. Uh, And, you know, as as coach speak would go, we want to play our best basketball, uh, wrapping up our season, heading into uh, the tournament here. And we feel like we've got ourselves in pretty good position.
2: Well, you had uh, in three of those uh, victories came against conference opponents. I know you ended up uh, wrapping up uh, the conference season, one game behind uh, Edinburgh, who went through the conference undefeated.
10: Yeah, we did, uh, and it was very nice to you know, transition from a year ago where we finished second to last in the conference uh, and, and returning some of these core guys back. And this is a, a testament to the work that they put in uh, to get themselves in a, in a fantastic position conference-wise to finish a, the slate out at 5-1, and one, and that's good for second place uh, in our conference.
2: As you look at this run of wins that you're currently enjoying right now, anything in particular standing out like one thing that you could hang your hat on saying, you know, we're really doing this well?
10: Yeah, you know, uh, and a lot of it comes down to me. Uh, is we figured out how to win, yeah. uh, and that wasn't necessarily the case earlier in the season, uh, and just kind of grinding it out against different teams and different styles. Yeah. You know, we we can adapt to to being able to run and play up tempo, or if if teams want to try to slow it down, we we really kind of kind of played a little bit of mix of everything so far especially the last part of the year here where our kids have really grasped on to you know our objectives and the things we're trying to accomplish and kind of taken any kind of adversity that runs our way and uh we've came out successful on the other end of it
2: well I, I think one thing that always helps a team out is when you aren't really limited to one or two people that uh, the opposition has to worry about guarding you've had three guys this year that are averaging in double figure scoring and that, that makes it tough to defend
10: it does, and it gives us a good mix. You know, we we got a, a pretty nice back-to-the-basket post player, but he's more than just a post player. Um, but in Lance Nobby, who, you know, if we want to run some sets and try to get an easier look around the rim, he, he gives us a great option. Um, and, and, you know, outside of that, you you'd kind of turn to our point guard, Caden Muckerhide, who does a really nice job of, you know, setting him up down low, um, doing a nice job of, of pushing tempo with, within the full court, uh, and he's really developed his game last year from a freshman to where teams can't just sag off of him in his quickness. Now he's got the ability to shoot the ball very, very well from the perimeter, um, and that, that third double-figure score that you're alluding to uh, is Blake Spears, mm-hmm. and, and this is Blake's Blake's first year as a varsity player, coming off an ACL injury last year, um, and he's really kind of helped spread the floor and opens things up for Lance down low uh, with his ability to shoot the basketball.
2: Well, talk about uh, outside of your top three. Talk about a couple of other players on your team that helped make up the success of this Charger club.
10: Absolutely. Uh, you know, we we're we're uh, limited on our seniors this year. Uh, we we have one in Xavier Adams, and uh, you know, if you look statistically at, at what he brings for us. It's going to show up in the rebounding columns, mm-hmm. and the deflections, the steals, the blocks columns. He just kind of he makes winning basketball plays for us, um, and, and you know it, it's a testament to his hard work and how hard he's he's you know worked at his game and developed since he's even been a junior last year. So he's a, he's a pretty steady presence for us. Um, and then outside of him, I've got three other juniors that are major contributors and they contribute in different areas. Um, our other, our fifth starter that I haven't talked about yet is Carson Palmer, uh-huh. who probably since I've coached him at the varsity level the past two years, these last six games have been probably the most efficient six games that he's played. Um, he, he's really grasped onto the role that we expect from him and mm-hmm. what we need from him. Uh, and it's really kind of been the difference, um, you know, I don't want to say difference maker per se, but his play has been the difference in us, kind of pulling out some of these close games that we we played. Um, and then the other two guys off the bench for us right now, Connor Linkmeyer and, and Reed Messer, mm-hmm. give us great athleticism. Um, you know, the ability to defend and you know rebound the ball really, really well and play with strength. Uh, and not just that, you know, combined they can go from anywhere from eight to twelve points for us off the bench and that gives us kind of that spark and that, that change of pace tempo when, uh, when we can bring one of those two guys in, it kind of sets us up for more athleticism in our lineup and the ability to play different styles.
2: And uh, one more note on Carson Palmer. I think he probably carries a better attitude than Carson Palmer did in his final years with Cincinnati.
10: <laughs> yeah, I would say you're probably <laughs> right there.
2: <laughs> Looking at your slate this year, Coach, you finished the season at 12-10. and 10. Is there a win or two out of those dozen that uh, you thought, man, that was a great win for us?
10: You know, I, I really think our last game against Rushville, and, you know, not that, not that Rushville set setting the world on fire this year, but you know, prior to that game, coaching staff and I would always kind of joke and we look at each other and kind of say, well, you know, what North Decatur team's going to show up tonight? You know, just right. based on just based on how we kind of played some different games throughout the course of the year, and you know, we get in a locker room after the game against Rushville, and it's almost like, you know, you want to you want to exude confidence and, and let your team see you confidence, but they did it for me that night, and it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of the culmination of where we've started to where we've ended here in Game 22. That mm-hmm. uh, really gave me a lot of confidence as we head into our sectional uh, opening round tomorrow night.
2: Well, again, uh, the team is playing some really good basketball right now. Winners of six straight, and I know you're opponent uh, on the other side milan they only come in with two wins but you, you, looking at that team down the stretch you just got to feel like they are right on the verge of of trying to get something going right now and i know that you are uh, very concerned about the indians uh taking on taking on uh, milan tomorrow night at 6 30.
10: we are and we've we've been preaching since the draws came out we are taking nobody lightly you know there are no guaranteed wins in march um I look at a lot of Milan scores, and I've had the opportunity to a lot of film on them. I've got to see them play live on a couple different occasions. Like you said, they may not show up in the win column probably like they would like to, but they've been in a lot of games uh, and and play some good competition, really really tight. And it's a testament to to them and their program and what they do. You know, they play hard. They do things the right way. Um, And You know, if you keep putting that work in, eventually it pays off for them, and that's exactly the reason why we can't wait tomorrow night. Well,
2: Coach, what's going to be the key to North Decatur picking up the W tomorrow?
10: not beating ourselves I think um, and, and we talked that's another thing we've kind of preached this past week the only team that we felt especially this past month that was going to beat North Decatur was North Decatur uh, and, and just trying to, to not self implode whereas earlier in the year for us there would be a lot of situational type things where you know maybe we would turn the ball over in key stretches or we'd have some 84 foot fouls away from the rim that would put teams at the at the foul line in bonus scenarios uh, I, I think if we can take care of the basketball and just come out ready from the tip. Um, I I really like our chances tomorrow night, um, and I think it's going to be the difference for us.
2: All right. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you joining us uh, this evening. We look forward to seeing you again uh, Tuesday at South Ripley when we broadcast your game with the Milan Indians. Thanks again, and good luck this week. Hey, I
13: appreciate
2: it. Thank you. All right. That was uh, North Decatur coach P.J. Metz. And after a short break, we will look at another 2A44 team when uh, Coach Kendall Wildie of South Decatur joins us. You're listening to our Coach's Corner Boys Basketball sectional preview show on Country 103.9 WRBI. Does your foot or ankle pain slow you down? Having practiced podiatry in southeastern Indiana for 15 years, Dr. Amy Jelenic has a wealth of experience helping people treat issues related to their feet. Her areas of focus range from foot and ankle trauma and arthritis to tendon repair and complications caused by diabetes. Dr. Jelenic sees patients at her office, located on State Road 129 in Batesville. To learn more, call 812 932
5: You are tuned to Coach's Corner. We want to thank uh, Cecil and his crew here at Eisen's Pizza for allowing us to be here. We want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible. Go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible, they keep your communities going and that's very, very important. 103.9 WRVI. 103.9 WRVI. We are nearing the end of our boys'
2: basketball sectional preview show on a fantastic night of Coach's Corner for Eisen's Family Pizza on WRBI. Our show is brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Thanks to North Decatur's P.J. Metz, who joined me in our last segment. We stay within the 2A sectional 44 family and in Decatur County as well as we move from north to south. Kendall Wildy, head coach of the Cougars of South Decatur, joins me now. Good evening, Coach, and welcome back to Coach's Corner.
13: Good evening, Bryce. Thanks for having me on tonight. It
2: it is a pleasure to have you on once again, Coach. And uh, let's talk a little Cougar basketball. This team right now has won three straight and four of its last, or excuse me, five of its last six playing some pretty good basketball.
13: Well, we are. We, you know, we uh, we were hoping that the way the season would map out, uh, that you know, we were going to have some pretty tough games uh, during the middle of the season. Uh-huh. Uh, that was by design, in hopes that uh, you know that would make us better. And we thought if the competition made us better and our chemistry would be right, that uh, maybe we could get on a little roll uh, coming in. Coming into the sectional, I, we, we kind of wanted to run the table at that point, but uh, ran into a really good Edinburgh team.
2: Yeah, they've beaten a few few teams this year, haven't they?
13: Yes, they have. They're they're very good. And and uh, again, you know, we, we didn't win that game on the road, but uh, it, it, we we definitely learned a lot. And I, I think uh, again made us better.
2: Well, what was the one thing that you pulled out of that game?
13: Well, you know, one of the things that we pulled out of that was the, kind of. What makes us tick? Yeah. And we, we, a couple of things have to happen. We kind of go as our point guard, Jacob Scruggs goes. Mm -hmm. I know know Hunter scores a lot of points, and we couldn't do without that in any way, shape, or form. But we have noticed that uh, for us to really play well, Scruggs has to do a a great job for us at the point. Uh, And that, along with uh, we we just have to have ball pressure, you know, in our press and be able to get some deflections and turnovers because that is. In turn is what gets our fast break going and gets right. us some transition points so uh, we did not do a good job of that against edinburgh and they they kind of controlled things and and really even used our style against us so uh th- i think those would would have been the main takeaways
2: yeah and it, it's it's kind of odd because you actually score above your season average of 71 points you put up 73 but uh, still fall short in the game Who, who'd have thunk that right
13: yeah, yeah, and, and they, you know, they were extremely hot that night. They had a lot going for them. I know that was a big weekend. They were playing North Davies on Saturday. They had senior night. Uh, they uh, they had several several presentations and awards given out. Yep. And I, I think they went all the way down to uh, you know giving awards to the Kidley Wings team. Or <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> they had. They had a lot, and I'm not putting that. Everybody does that sometime <laughs> yeah. on senior night. Um, but uh, they definitely had a lot going on. And I told the boys afterwards, you know, it was not in the script. I don't think we could have won that game, you know, regardless tonight. So let's just yeah. put it behind us and move forward.
2: Yep. Some days you just get beat, coach. It's uh, it's that simple. Yes.
13: Yeah, well, you fall- sometimes you just gotta admit when when a team might be a little better than you too, yeah. and I think that was probably the case. And
2: there's no fault in that; that's for sure. You close out the season with three wins. Uh, you go to Hauser. You're at the hangar. You get a conference win by nine uh, at Oldenburg Academy. Uh, uh, Coach Gary Mormon's team is finally healthy, and they're playing much better basketball. Yes, you, you they get, are. You get them by nine, and then you close with Knightstown on a big twenty-two point victory. Any commonalities over those final three wins? Uh, that you, something that you did well in all three.
13: Yeah yeah kind of what we were talking about we needed to take away from the Edinburgh game mm-hmm. um we we were able to put a little bit more pressure um what wh- We had gotten away, you know, when you watch our film and kind of look back, we had gotten away from just the relentless type pressure out of our press and gotten more into a mode of instead of just total denial and, you know, know, we we even call our press like the amoeba sometimes. We just want to be everywhere and just handsy all the time. And we had gotten more into just matching up and just more of just a straight up man to man, uh, even coming up the floor, you know, allowing them to get the inbounds and just really picking them up three quarters instead of total denial and uh-huh. uh, which is fine, but it's just not us. It's not our identity and it's not when we play at our best. Right. Um, so, you know, we've, we've gotten back to doing that a little bit more and to be honest, we just, we have shot the ball better and, yeah. you know, everything looks good when you shoot the <laughs> ball well.
2: It's an easy game when you put the ball in the bucket.
13: Um,
12: that's the truth, yes. Uh, let,
2: yes. Let, let's go to the Knights Town game for a minute because I think I can, I can bring in something that you talked about earlier. Uh, Knightstown, you win by 22. Hunter puts up a big game, 39 points and 19 rebounds. But you were talking about the necessity for this team to be able to apply ball pressure. And you had uh, both um, Hunter Johnson and Jacob Scrugg combined for 10 steals. That's certainly what you're looking for.
13: Yeah, yeah, and and those ten steals resulted in you know easy buckets, transition points at the other end. Hunter ends up with thirty nine points, Scruggs ends up with twenty points. You know we get fifty nine points between our our starting guard combination, right. and and you know that just shows what our defensive pressure can do. You know we're not we're not a great team if you get us in a half court just smash them type basketball game on either end. Right. We're not good defensively doing that, and and we're not designed. We're not. Built uh, to be able to just run great sets on the, on the offensive end, either. So, um, yeah, it, going into that Knights down game, especially first half, we were a little flat. We didn't play really well the first half, but the second half, um, our press and our pressure really took over. I, I, I thought we wore wore Knights down down quite a bit in the second half, and their guards did a great job of handling it. But it, they just you could just see them really getting tired as the game went on.
2: Yeah, we talk a lot uh, throughout the season about Johnson and Scruggs and what they're able to do and rightfully so but you've got a couple of other kids that uh, in order for this team to have success you need some good contributions out of them and i'm referring to uh, senior evan woolen weber and also junior dale peters
13: Yes, absolutely, and and that's going to be a key, I think, uh, going into this uh, weekend, uh, because we know what kind of pressure, you know, people are going to put on Hunter. You know, that, that everybody is pretty much just gone to uh, face guarding him, a lot of boxing one stuff, and even even when they're guarding him, man to man, you know, another guy in the area is coming in to double team him. So we know he's going to get that kind of pressure. Uh, we know Jacob has to perform well, but in order for us to uh, win any games in, in, in the sectional or advance at any level, uh, you know, Weber and Peters in particularly are really going to need to step up and make some big shots for us. And again, with us shooting well here the last few games, they have done that. Um, Evan, Evan's been in uh, double figures uh, each of the last couple of games of I think 18 and 11. And Dell Peters has really turned into, percentage wise anyway, our overall best three-point shooter. Yeah. Uh, so we're really confident with uh, being able to pin a trade and kick it out to him uh, when he's got a good look I, he's up to shooting about 42 percent from the three-point line now so uh, that that is definitely a, a big blessing for us and and uh, an area early in the season we weren't necessarily getting those kind of contributions from. So for those two to step up here late in the year has been a huge benefit.
2: No question. And, you know, they say if you hit uh, 33 or better, then uh, you're pretty efficient at the three-point arc, and 42 is nothing to sneeze at.
13: Yep, nope, nope, not at the high school level. And, and uh, you know, obviously our hope is that he just continues with that kind of confidence because uh, we're, we're not, a, not only going to need for him to do that for us to finish this year, but that's going to be really important for us next year.
2: No question. Well, let's talk about your matchup with South Ripley. Uh, you played the Raiders back on December the 18th. It was Versailles so you get a pay visit once again uh, to the South Ripley Gymnasium. Uh, that was a game that you guys won by 7, 69-62. Uh, Hunter went off for 35. Five points in that one had six rebounds four assists jacob scruggs did his, his thing 15 points four rebounds five assists and three steals uh, a lot of things went well for you that night what do you think was the key to the win uh, against the raiders the first go around
13: well, yeah. Again, I think uh, just going into the second, it, it was a tight game. You know, it, it, we've kind of developed a little bit of a, a small rivalry, I think, between South Decatur and South Ripley. We've drawn them in the first uh, game the last three years, mm-hmm. and both programs have kind of been on a, you know, on a high note these last three years. So they've they've just been great games, great contests, uh, which also helps us with those games during the season. Sure. Um, and, and, and you know, I think that game, as well as what we're looking at. At, uh, Friday night uh, comes down to a couple of uh, a couple of really important matchup, matchups. You know, I think you got to take a look at uh, Hunter Johnson Johnson versus Swarty, mm-hmm. and you know what kind of uh, contributions you're going to get out of those two as they're you know the key players and and leading scores. But I think the most interesting matchup is between Gentilly and Scruggs, the yeah. post guard matchup, yeah. and and who is going to be able to really do what they need to to get their team in to the flow of their offense, you know, to be able to uh, uh, to get the assists uh, with very few turnovers during the game. I just think that's a, a huge uh, key. So I, I think we got a little bit of the upper hand in the first game, but, you know, a 69-62, a seven-point game like that with two competitive teams, that can be easily swayed, you know, with a, just a few possessions or, or turnovers or missed free throws or, you know, one team not blocking out as well as they need to so um, we're, we're going to need to play as well as we did in December and much much better
2: well coach uh, you're a good salesman you have sold me on the game we're going to be there Friday night for that matchup uh, between the Cougars Very and the good. Raiders how about that
13: that, that That's good. And I, I'd throw one more thing in. I know it's probably on a time thing here, but the, the one other thing that I think, you know, South Ripley really has going for them is they have started playing these two freshmen that are uh-huh. really contributing for them. Yep. And, you know, that's going to be a look that we didn't see in December. I, I know, uh, I think Ward came off the bench, and, you know, we know he shoots the ball really well. But those two freshmen are doing well and playing well, and, you know, we'll see how they handle that sectional environment. But uh, we know – that makes I think that makes them better than they were in December as well. Like I say, we're just going to have to be a, we're going to have to bring an A game in order to be able to survive.
2: Well, I think it's going to be a fantastic matchup, and we are certainly looking forward to seeing you and the Cougars on uh, Friday night when you take on South Ripley in that first semifinal matchup. Uh, Kendall Wiley, really appreciate you uh, joining me tonight, and uh, good luck this week.
13: Well, Bryce, thanks for having me on this evening and and uh, just for everything. Oh, you guys, uh, guys amaze me, the time and effort that, you you know, you put into high school basketball. And uh, it doesn't go unnoticed, and we appreciate it.
2: Oh, thank you very much, Coach. That was uh, South Decatur Coach Kendall Wildy. I'll be back to wrap up the show after this final commercial break and tell you about our tournament coverage this week. You're listening to Coach's Corner, our boys' basketball sectional preview show on Country 103.9 WRBI.
0: Curtin Elko, your local Linux dealer, is 50 years old. Hi, it's Scott Lamping, and we're proud to have been providing quality products, professional installation, and dependable service for residential, commercial, and farms in southeastern Indiana since 1971. Our experienced and helpful calendar staff can help you do-it-yourselfers and contractors, and our experienced service technicians and installers are glad to do it for you. Curtin Elko, celebrating 50 years of business. Back to more Coaches Corner, delivered by
5: Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI.
2: It's been a fun night here on Coach's Corner. I appreciate all of the coaches who took time out of their very busy schedules to join me for our boys' basketball sectional preview show. Aldenburg's Gary Mormon, Batesville's Aaron Garrett, Milan's Luke Williams, Jackson Dell's Clint Bowman, South Ripley's Tyler Teasing, who was with us in spirit tonight, Franklin County's Mark Foster, Greensburg's Stacy Meyer, East Central's David Disbro, North Decatur's PJ Mats, and South Decatur's Kendall Wildy. Thanks to our show sponsors, the wonderful staff here at Eisen's Family Pizza in Batesville, along with Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Market Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Thanks once again to our board engineer, John Heil, for running the show from the WRBI Studios, and thanks to all of you for listening. Our tournament coverage begins tomorrow night from 2A Sectional 44 at South Ripley in the only game being played in Versailles. It's Milan and North Decatur tipping off at 6.30. Our coverage will begin around 6.10. Round 1 action continues on Wednesday from 3A Sectional 29 at the Spartan Bowl. Game 1 coverage should start around 540 with a 6 o'clock tip scheduled for Greensburg and Connersville. That will be followed roughly around 730 with Batesville and Franklin County. We'll have Thursday night off then come back for a semi-final doubleheader on Friday. Game 1 we know will be South Ripley and South Decatur at South Ripley into a sectional 44. That's a 6 o'clock tip. Our second game of the double dip will likely be in Connorsville, as we will bring you the two winners from Wednesday night. Saturday night is a sectional championship which is still to be determined. Should be a Week, Get out and see your favorite teams in person, but if you can't make it to a gym and we have the game, listen to 103.9 WRBI online at WRBIRadio.com and on your smartphone with the free TuneIn app. This has been Bryce Kendrick on Coach's Corner. Good night and so long for now.